Carroll has won the toss. They've deferred, so they're going to kick off to start the football game. Bishop Dwanger will receive, and the the uh, Carroll Chargers will go north to south. So they will take a position on the north side of the field to kick this into, uh, well, not much of a breeze, really. It uh, it was windy earlier when it, we were down there, but the, it's kind of come down. Carroll will have the wind at their back here in the first quarter because whatever breeze there is, when it picks up, it is blowing out of the north, so it will be behind the Carroll Chargers here to start our football game. Actually getting some blue skies, it looks like, finally, after a dreary overcast day. Yeah, some blue peeking through a clouded sky, and temperatures a bit cooler than we've had in our first three weeks of high school football. Our kickoff temperature is going to be somewhere right in the vicinity of 70 degrees, might be just a tad under. Yeah, we've had some great weather the last three years, but, you know, we really can't complain, can we? <laughs> Not too much, no. Dominic Dempsey is going to be the one to tee it off and get this game underway. He sets it at the 40, just inside the left hash mark. And going deep to return it for the Bishop Dwinger Saints, Carter Minix, the featured return man. He has settled flanked by two Saints, but it is going to be Minix. He'll make the catch about four yards deep in the end zone. That's an automatic touchback, and the Saints start on their own 20-yard line with quarterback Ethan Springer, a former Carroll Charger, six feet tall, 170 pounds. He has completed 26 of 56 passes so far this year for 295 yards, a couple of touchdowns, a couple of picks. But, of course, for Bishop Dwenger, it all comes down to the running game. And we'll be calling some Tipmans. There's a Toby <laughs> Tipman. There's a Gus Tipman. There's a Trent Tipman. So <laughs> There's a good chance Tipman will carry the football. Yeah, a good chance. <laughs> Russell Knipscher, actually, the most carries so far this year for the Saints, 29 carries. Here is the handoff. And a run behind the left tackle takes it five yards out to the 25-yard line, and that is Carter Minix, who lines up at the backfield. Yeah, a little wrinkle there, and they kind of brought him in motion and, and uh, ran an inside zone type of play back to the boundary and got good yardage. Minix, generally a wide receiver, and this time he does go wide to the right and lines up at wide receiver. I formation under center Springer gives to the tailback. He'll follow the blocking right up the gut and take it for a couple of yards out to the 27. And with the uh, trying to see who had the carry that time. I believe it was that was the Lance kid that time, if I'm not mistaken, that... Uh, I'm sorry. Lance was the one that made the tackle. I apologize on that one. Yeah, Lance with the tackle, but it's still the I formation for the Saints. And again, the give to the tailback. Looks to the left, now bounces it toward the sideline, and it's a first down. Out of bounds near the 37-yard line, and that's just a good read by Toby Tipman, who had the carry for almost 10 yards to the 37-yard line. That's a first down for the Bishop Dwinger Saints. Yeah, I did a great Great job at really bouncing it back into the boundary, and Carroll kind of lost their contain. So it is first and 10 at their own 37 on the left hash. Single receiver each side. Man in motion out of the backfield. That is Minix, and they're looking that way. Springer looks to throw. Now he's going to tuck it and scramble and get chased out of bounds on the near sideline. 
right about at the line of scrimmage. No gain. Second down and 10 for the Saints. We're just underway here at Carroll High School. Nice job there by Ethan by not forcing it there and taking it back, at least getting it back to the line of scrimmage as Carroll had good coverage. Two backs split each side. Shotgun now for Springer for the first time tonight. There's the snap, and it will be the give to Tipman. And he's running it behind the right side of the line across the 40 out to the 42-yard line, about a five-yard gain. And that time when we talk Tipman's, it's a different Tipman. It's Trent Tipman, a bigger back at 5'9", 195, the senior with his 10th carry of the year. Brubaker with the tackle there for Carroll, but thus far, uh, Dwanger's gotten some good push here on their offensive line, and they've been able to get some good yardage on the ground. Now you've got trip back backs behind Springer, who gets under center. And the give to the tailback. Two blockers lead him through the hole. That's Toby Tipman fighting for first down yardage, and he is going to be very close at the 47-yard line. It's just a matter of where they put this football on the turf as to whether he's got it or it's fourth and inches. And now the official's going to eyeball it. He'll say that is a first down. It touches. The tip of the football touches the 47, and they say that's all he needed. So a first down for the Bishop Dwinger Saints, their second of the football game on this drive. And they're doing exactly what we said they need to do is control clock, be able to effectively run the football between a somewhat undersized offensive line. So far, so good for the Saints. Again, they'll go with two fullbacks, give to the tailback. Again, it's Toby Tipman, follows the right side of his line and gets hit hard as he approaches midfield after picking up about two and a half yards. Lasada on the uh, tackle there, but you're right. They're just kind of playing a little bit of smash mouth football. Two tight ends and running right downhill at them. And honestly, that's the best way to attack Carroll is go right at them. It is second down and seven from near midfield. Right at the big C logo with the lightning bolt through it. Under center, Springer. Play action, drops back, throws out to the right, and it is caught far sideline. Beautiful over-the-shoulder catch and a nice throw by Springer. Completed and out of bounds at the Carroll 34-yard line. A 16-yard pickup and another first down for the Saints. Yeah, nice right there by uh, Stiegmeier. Little corner route. Springer did a great job of putting it where only he had the opportunity to catch it. And DeWanger's doing a good job here thus far. Mixing it up, running pass. Stegmeyer is a 6185 pounder. Lines up at tight end under center. Springer, give right up the middle, and Tipman again. Toby Tipman with a big hole, taking it nine yards to the 25. Boy, and that was the parting of the sea, Shannon, because there was a big hole, and he sprinted right through it. And the Saints' safeties had to come up and run support to make the tackle. But that was a nine-yard gain on first down. It's second and short. Yeah, they're not doing anything fancy. They're just power football right now. From the Carroll 25-yard line, give to the fullback. He's met at the line of scrimmage, but he powers his way for first down yardage all the way down to about the 21. So four more yards on the ground for the Bishop Dwanger Saints, who are just chewing up the front of this Carroll defense. 
Three down linemen with Ashton Vesetsky, Brody Beeks, and Evan Brubaker, and then the linebackers. You've got Anderson, Lentz, and Tranquil. Pretty good set of linebackers, but right now they're not getting much of a game involvement. First and 10 at the 21 pitch and the sweep over to the left side. And at the hash marks, he's hit at the 20 and knocked down at about the 19-yard line again. It is Toby Tipman, the 6-170-pound senior back. He's been carrying the majority of the load for Bishop Dwinger on this initial drive. We're down to 7:24 in the first quarter. The clock runs. We are scoreless. Be interesting to see when they get Lehman involved. The 6-8 tight end. He's a big target. Second down, seven from the 19. Another give to Toby Tipman. Follows the right side of the line, and they do a good job of getting a push. And Tipman carries it inside the 15 to the 14. That's a gain of five, and it brings up third and very manageable. Third down and three from the 14-yard line for the Saints, looking to break through on the scoreboard first tonight here at Carroll High School. Well, right now, their efficiency on that first and second down that we've talked about many times has been very effective of them getting four and five yards a crack. Now you mentioned Caleb Lehrman, 6'8", 210-pound senior tight end. He lines up to the left of the, or right of the formation. Handoff up the middle, the fullback, and he gets popped but just keeps the legs moving for first down yardage inside the 10 all the way to the seven yard line where it's first and goal for Bishop Dwenger. And right now, the big train is a rumbling for this Bishop Dwenger Saints offense. That was Trip Trent Titman that time at fullback, senior 5'9", 195, and like you said, he looked like he got shot out of a cannon there, and he was five yards beyond the line of scrimmage before Carroll knew he had the ball. You've got two fullbacks at three-point stance right in front of a tailback, and they give it to the tailback. Tipman, no hole that time. It is closed on the right side of the line. No gain at all. It really nice job by the... Carroll defense and, of course, Ashton Pasetsky right at the center of it. Yeah, I think uh, he was a part of it, as was, I think, Steely even got his nose up in there because they move him up into a linebacker position now. Yeah, they've got ten guys within about five yards of the line of scrimmage. From the seven, it's second down and goal. Swing to the left and tripped up, and there's Steely. Cutting the angle and taking out the ankles of Toby Tipman. And now Tipman is down, and it was a low but clean tackle, but Tipman might have caught a spike and twisted the ankle as he went down a little awkwardly at the line of scrimmage. No gain, but Tipman is up, and under his own power, he begins heading for the Bishop Dwenger sideline. Now he's going to drop to the turf. Five seventeen on the clock. We're in the opening quarter, and so far Bishop Dwinger has had the football the entire time. Starting this drive at their own twenty, they've advanced it to the Carroll seven, where they face third down and goal. But while they check on Toby Tipman with the training staff on the field, we'll take a break. You're listening to High School Football, presented on 1380 The Fan and 100.9 FM. 
Hey, high school sports fans, Jim Cruzy at Cruzy Automotive Service is a big sports fan just like you and supports the high school football broadcast you're listening to right now. For service and maintenance on your vehicle, any brand, any model, contact Cruzy Automotive Service on Lima Road behind the Shell gas station. And don't forget to ask about the 1990 oil change special. That's Cruzy, K-R-U-S-E, Automotive Service on Lima Road, north of Wallen, south of Till, right behind the Shell gas station. This is the Fort Wayne High School Football Game of the Week. Only on 1380 The Fan and 100.9 FM. Third down and goal from the seven for the Saints. They give it to the tailback. And he is hit down low by Brody Beeks, the nose tackle, and then stumbles forward. Just clipping the five-yard line. So it's about the four-and-a-half-yard line where it's fourth down and goal. And now let's see if the Saints decide to kick a field goal. And that's what they've decided to do. They will send Lucas Wynn, their kicker, out to try a 20-yard field goal. Ball is nearly centered. It's a left-footed kick. Wynn's kick is up. And it is good. And that gives the Bishop Dwinger Saints a 3 to nothing lead. A 16-play drive capped off by a 20-yard field goal. And the Saints lead it 3 to nothing over the Carroll Chargers. You're listening to High School Football on 1380 The Fan and 100.9 FM. Hey, athletes, are you looking to take your game to the next level? Look, no personalized training programs will have you running circles around the competition. Injured or hurt on the field? Come see us. Our team of physical therapists are dedicated to helping you get back up to speed. With over 19 locations across Indiana, we can get you better, faster. Visit indianapt.com to schedule your appointment today. Indiana Physical Therapy. People gonna get better. Now back to the Fort Wayne High School Football Game of the Week. Only on 1380 The Fan and 100.9 FM. Impressive start to the football game by the Bishop Dwinger Saints. They go 80 yards. Finished off with a 20-yard field goal to take a 3-0 lead. And now for the first time in the game, Carroll waits to return this kick. 435 remains in our opening quarter. Right to left, the Saints tee it up. And when the kicker boots it. Good kick. Deep center of the field. And it's taken by Starks at the three. Follows the blocking left side. Out to the 30, the 35, the 40. Still on his feet, being chased across the 45. He's down at midfield at the 50-yard line. A 48-yard return of the kick by Nate Starks and the Carroll Chargers with great field position starting at their own, well, at their own 50. Maybe it's <laughs> maybe it's their own, maybe it's Dwinger's. Yeah. They're right at midfield. We'll call it on the other side of it. So we'll call it their, uh, their own 50, but a good return by Starks, and that's what that kid can give you after a 17-play drive that offense has been sitting watching the majority of the first half. So the Carroll offense led by quarterback Jimmy Sullivan, 6'3", 180-pound junior. 
Through three games, completing just a tad under 50% of his passes from the left hash. He'll give to Starks. Here's penetration. The linebacker shot the gap, and Starks is going down for a loss. Back at the 49, a one-yard loss for Starks on the carry. And what a play by the Saints linebacker just shooting that gap, getting into the backfield. And I'm not sure if that was Pelkington or Tipman, but yep. <laughs> it was they, Tipman. They did a great job of shooting that gap and taking away any chance to get going by Stark. So second down and 11 now for the Chargers. Centered between the hash marks. They put trip receivers to the left. Single receiver is Hafner to the right. And Sullivan drops back. Will go Hafner's way. Out route against man-to-man coverage. Caught by Hafner, and then he stays in bounds. A missed tackle, and Hafner down the sideline inside the 20, all the way to the 18-yard line. Just as a 33-yard play and a missed tackle at about the 40 on that quick out route. And somehow Hafner stayed in bounds and sprinted down the sideline and got extra yardage after the catch. Here's a handoff, Starks right at the middle. Good hole for Starks. Pounds inside the 10, down to the 8. And then a late flag. After the play, we get a flag that comes in. And we'll see which way they're going to call this because there were a couple Carroll offensive linemen who came in to set late blocks as well. This could go either way. The ball sitting at the 8. That was a 10-yard pickup by Nate Starks. How about the footwork for Hafner on that sideline <laughs> catch to stay inbound, sidestep the low tackle attempt, and then sprint down the sideline to turn it into a 33-yard pickup. Well, they got a face mask on there, so it's going to move it half to the distance of the goal line, but you're right. Hafner ran an out route. Carey missed, but what was good about that is Sullivan reading the one-on-one he had and the mismatch with Hafner. Now they're first and goal. From the four-yard line, Carroll looking for a quick response. They trail it three to nothing. Sullivan in the gun, starts the lone back. And the give to Starks, looking for a hole left side. Nothing there, suffocated, and finally brought down for a loss back at the seven. Boy, I tell you what, it was like Dwenger had a copy of the Carroll playbook because <laughs> they had about eight guys stuff that hole and completely take away any running lane for Nate Starks. Well, they got a good trio of linebackers. That was Lasada that time making the uh, tackle. Back at the seven, second down and goal. Drop back Sullivan, look at the throw. Here comes pressure, blindside, and they'll sack Sullivan. Pelkington. Back at the, you see where they give him forward progress, somewhere around the 17 or 18. Nope, let's call it the 19-yard line. Nick Pelkington came off the edge, a linebacker blitz, and Sullivan never saw him coming on his blindside and takes Sullivan down for a big loss of 12. And now... After having first and goal at the four, it is third and goal back at the 19-yard line. Shotgun Sullivan drops back. They'll pick up the blitz this time with Starks in the throw out to the left flat, incomplete. Out in front of his intended receiver, Jaden Van Pelt. And now a fourth down from the 19-yard line, and it's going to be a fairly deep field goal try to get this game tied up. 2.13 on the clock, quarter number one. The Saints lead it over Carroll, three to nothing. And Carroll lining up with Victor Barreto, who's going to try 
Let's see where they put this ball. They're going to put it at the 26, so it is going to be a 36-yard attempt. It's just inside the right hash for the right-footed kicker. There's the set, the kick. It's got plenty of length, and it's good. Victor Burrito, the 36-yard field goal, has tied the score 3-3 with 2.09 to play in quarter number one. We'll take a break, and we'll come back. You're listening to the high school football game of the week of 1380 The Fan and 100.9 FM. The PSM Performance Edge program is here to help athletes reach the next level. It's a high-intensity, personalized training program built for athletes who want to be the best. Whether you're making the jump to high school athletics or have dreams of playing your sport in college and the pros, the Edge is the athletic development program to get you there. Over 150 athletes have decided to put in the work to reach the next level with the EDGE program. Call us at 260-266-4007 to schedule your free one-on-one consultation. This is the Fort Wayne High School Football Game of the Week, only on 1380 The Fan and 100.9 FM. Well, we would love to have you spend the night with us. If you're looking for Tin Caps baseball, we do have it on the stream tonight as the Tin Caps have a very important game against the Dayton Dragons. You can access the broadcast by going to 1380thefan.com. They're scoreless in the bottom of the first in Dayton. Here were 3-3 between the Carroll Chargers and the Bishop Dwinger Saints with 2.09 to play in our opening quarter. And Carroll now to kick it off. There's the boot. It's a deep kick, and it will carry five yards deep into the end zone and be a touchback. So for the second time tonight, a Bishop Wenger possession will start from their own 20-yard line, but the last time, no problem. They took it all the way to Angol territory before settling for a field goal. A 20-yarder got the Saints on the board first, and then Carroll responds with a 36-yard field goal to tie the score. 3-3. Don't want to change a thing here. They did what they needed to do on both sets of offense and defense that first drive. Under center, Springer. And he will give it to the running back who follows the left side line. Ball comes free. A pile up for it, and they'll say he was down. After about a three, maybe four-yard gain out close to the 24-yard line, It'll be second down and six. Good solid run there. Just needs to make sure he's holding on to that football. But again, Dwanger getting good yardage on first down. Second down, six to go from their own 24. Blitz comes, Springer, play action, drops, but the blitz gets there and takes him down. And that is Brody Beeks, the nose tackle. Short and stout for Brody Beeks. He used that low leverage to get through by his man and get into the backfield and takes down Ethan Springer for a sack back at the 16, maybe 17-yard line. It's going to bring up a third down and long. Not a position that Bishop Weger wants to find themselves in. No, and that was a huge play by Beeks and what the Carroll defense needed. Centered between the hash marks, two receivers left, one to the right, set up a screen to the left. There's the toss in the backfield. It's caught, but the speed of this Carroll defense gets there, swarms him at the 17-yard line. 
maybe the 18 might have picked up a yard, but, you know, you catch it four yards deep and you don't have the momentum to get to the edge. And that just plays right yeah. into the Carroll defense. Yeah, their speed is really good on the outside. Even to block them is difficult. Braden McGuire lines up to punt it. He stands at his own three-yard line. On fourth down and 12 from the 17, there's the snap, and he'll fake it. Takes off near sideline, 15, 20, knocked out of bounds at the 21, and and then they're going to have a targeting penalty. You're going to end up with a targeting penalty called against Dylan Beam for Carroll. As Aguirre fake the kick and then took off running for the near sideline. Remember, we saw Warren Central effectively do that yeah. against this Chargers punt return unit a couple of weeks ago. Maybe Dwanger saw that on film, but he was never going to get close. It was 4th and 12, and he was only out to about the 21, 20, 21 yard line, yeah. so he still was 9 yards short of the yard to gain, but the personal foul is going to move the sticks and give Bishop Winger a first down. Very costly penalty for Carroll's Dylan Beam, 5'9", 140-pound junior corner playing on the special teams. And I'm not sure if they called that a helmet-to-helmet or if they called that a late hit. Well, they called targeting, so it was helmet-to-helmet. But I think why he pulled it down was it was he was avoiding it getting blocked. <laughs> so t- uh, big break for Dwanger. Out to the 36-yard line, first and 10 for the Saints. Reverse. They'll go over the reverse to Minix. And Minix has the edge taken away, so he cuts it up off tackle. And not much there, maybe a yard to the 38-yard line. And that was defended absolutely textbook. The end got upfield to take away the sweep and force Minix into the defense, the interior defense. And then the Chargers did their job filling the gaps. That'll take us to the end of the first quarter. All zeros here after the first 12 minutes. It's a 3-3 score between the Bishop Winger Saints and the Carroll Chargers. We'll come back. It is your high school football game of the week on 1380 The Fan and 100.9 FM. The summer is ending, and soon you'll need to store all of your summer stuff. Backyard Barns and More has the storage solution for you. We have a great selection of barns and sheds and gazebos ready to deliver. We provide high-quality outdoor structures that are crafted with exceptional attention to detail. Backyard Barns can provide instant quotes on pole barns. And now that we are heading into fall, we are clearing out our stock of outdoor furniture. We have a huge inventory ready for you to take home today with the best prices of the year. Our knowledgeable team will assist you in selecting the right structure and customizing it to your preferences. We know that every outdoor space is different and we are committed to finding the perfect solution that complements your lifestyle and fits with your home's look. At Backyard Barns and More, our pricing is transparent so you always know what you're paying for with no unexpected fees or surprises. We won't be undersold. Come see our huge inventory of barns, sheds, and outdoor furniture at our lot on West Jefferson Boulevard. Also, find us online at backyardbarnsandmore.com. Now back to the Fort Wayne High School Football Game of the Week. Only on 1380 The Fan at 100.9 FM. 
Second down and eight for the Saints at their own 42, or rather 38-yard line, and there's a handoff, and before he even got the ball, I think the Chargers were in the backfield. <laughs> it's a loss of a couple back to the original line of scrimmage at the 36, so now it is third down and 10 for the Saints. Left to right, the Saints go. We're all tied up 3-3 as we start our second quarter. Shotgun for Springer. He'll drop back in the pocket, looks to the right, throws near sideline. It's caught by Xavier Garrett at the 40, but immediately he is tackled. And that is Cam Lenz in on the stop, and there's no yards after the catch. And it leaves the Saints with a fourth down and five from the 41-yard line, and they're going to have to punt it away. Good decision there by Ethan. Taking what the defense gave him, and you know, even though it wasn't a first down, the yards that they gained can aid in the punt team. Now they have to protect here because last one was a blocked about. Standing at his own 27-yard line, there's the snap. It's good. Here comes pressure, and it blocked. is blocked. Ball three on the turf. Tranquil will jump on it. At the 35-yard line, and the Carroll Chargers special teams comes up with a big play. And I'll tell you what, Shannon, that snap takes a long time yeah. to get back to Aguirre. It's not a snappy hole, but it takes a long time to get to the punter, and the Carroll Chargers pressure got in, blocked the kick. And Carroll takes over at Bishop Dwinger's 36-yard line, first and 10. That's what happened on the first one, and he had the mind awareness to pull it down and run it. This time it gets blocked. 10:37 to play here in the second quarter. A tie score, 3-3. Fake handoff and then a throw to the wide receiver. Looked like a little RPO action, perhaps, from Sullivan as he gets the slant completed. Just inside the 30 at the 29-yard line, that'll be a seven-yard gain. Second down and three, and the Saints line, or the Chargers line up in a hurry. They snap it. Going to give to Starks behind the left side of the line. Starks rumbles down to the 23, and that'll be a first down. Yeah, they're going to tempo Dwanger here because they're similar in style defense, and they don't want Dwanger to get a set on them, and they're going to try to get him with tempo. Help that the official didn't get it set quick enough. <laughs> A wing to the left, two receivers to the left, single receiver to the right. And the lone back in the backfield is Nate Stark. Sullivan looks to the sideline, gets the play call, perhaps being changed. Calls it out to the offensive lineman, now steps back in the shotgun. There's the snap, and here comes pressure, and we've got a big-time collision. Brady O'Keefe, I think, blitzed in. Or is it nine? No, that's Tippman. That's Trent Tippman once again. My goodness, left unblocked. He just came right up the gut and squared up against Starks. Took him down for a loss back at the 26. He had it timed, didn't he? Second down, 14. Shotgun Sullivan. Quick throw on the fade. Sideline route to Hafner. Beautiful play. Caught oh the ball touchdown. and got across the pylon before it got stripped out of his hands. Touchdown, Carroll. And the Chargers take their first lead of the game. Boy, I tell you, they may have gotten a gift as he didn't no longer get across that goal line and that ball came out. But they signaled a touchdown. But what a throw by Jimmy Sullivan right to his outside shoulder. Big play on a big yardage down. Yeah, just threw it to the pylon. And Hafner over the shoulder catch on that sideline fade route. And uh, 
just as he crossed the plane that gave the karate chop and knocked it away, but the official was right there, said it was good, and the touchdown counts. Now the extra point by Burrito is up, and it is good. So we've got a 10-3 score. The Carroll Chargers now lead it over the Bishop Dwinger Saints with 9.24 remaining in the second quarter. This is the high school football game of the week on 1380 The Fan and 100.9 FM. The Fort Wayne Comets are proud to be sponsors of high school sports in the area. The Comets are celebrating their 72nd anniversary season and understand the importance of high school sports, not only for the school's student body, but for the culture of each school. The Comets encourage everyone to support their school's sporting events and all extracurricular activities. Good luck to all of our student-athletes on the field and, most importantly, in the classroom. This is the Fort Wayne High School Football Game of the Week, only on 1380 The Fan and 100.9 FM. Once again, we've got Tin Caps Baseball at 1380thefan.com after one inning. Tin Caps on the short side of a one to nothing score. Meanwhile, here we've got the Carroll Chargers leading it over the Bishop Dwanger Saints 10 to 3. And we've just lost our yeah, it's lost our crowd, Mike. <laughs> I don't know what happened on that one. But anyway, deep kick. Here's the kick, and it's taken at the 8. Across the 10, 20. Still working his way out to the 24. And that will be... Uh, Brady O'Keefe on the return there. O'Keefe getting the return out to the 24, where it's first and 10 for the Bishop Dwanger Saints. Well, Dwanger didn't need to happen what happened there because Carroll gets the block punt, turns it into points very quickly on a four-play, 36-yard drive on a 26-yard touchdown pass, even after the big uh, hit by uh, Tittman that really put him in a uh, third and long. So the Saints first and 10 from their own 24-yard line. They line up in an eye with the quarterback. Springer under center gives to Tipman. He'll take it right up the gut and out to about the 28-yard line. That's a gain of about uh, four yards. It'll bring up second down and six for the Bishop Dwanger Saints. The biggest thing here for Dwanger is to maintain what they're doing and not get too ahead of themselves. But uh, they're still trying to, you know, pound it at them a little bit. We are at the liberty of Carroll providing the uh, crowd audio, so we're not really sure what's going on, but we'll try to keep it as long as we can. Here's a handoff, and the run off the left side, not for much. They gave it to Toby Tipman, and we got a flag. We got a flag out at the 32. The tackle made at the 28, and about four yards downfield, there's a flag. And it is a face mask. Is it a... Looks like it's a face mask penalty. Yeah, uh, Lentz was on the tackle. They added five yards after the play out to the 33. It's it's not the 15-yarder. It's just a five-yard face mask. So it's out to the 33, but that brings up second down and a yard to go. For the Bishop Dwanger Saints, Ethan Springer, the senior quarterback, 
And he'll give to the fullback. That's a first down. Across the 35, out to the 37. About four yards on the rumble by Trent Tipman. Trent Tipman, the big back at 5'9", 195. We've seen what he can do defensively from his linebacker spot. Now he uses that physical play to get a first down and move the chains. At the 37-yard line, it is first and 10 for the Saints. Big turn, uh, big pickup there by Bishop DeWanger, aided by that uh, five-yard face mask. First and ten, Saints down by seven, ten to three score. We go under eight minutes left in the second quarter, and a give to the back. Nice sidestep of a guy who got through down low, and then a carry for positive yards across the 45, almost to the 46. That's a really nice run. Yeah, Tipman again on the carry. It's almost eight yards. Yeah, I called a I called a jump cut, and that's kind of what he did. And he's got some nice uh, runs thus far tonight. That's two things that you and I don't do at all anymore: <laughs> jump or cut. Jump or cut. I was gonna say you got it. <laughs> Second down and two from the 45-yard line, just inside the left hash under center. Springer gives to the fullback. And this, again, is Trent Tipman pushing the pile for first down yardage out to the 48. He needed the 47. He got the 48. Three-yard gain and a first down for the Bishop Wenger Saints as the clock ticks down to 7.15 left here in the second quarter. It's 10-3. Carroll with the lead. But now Dwenger looking to answer, finding themselves down on the scoreboard first time tonight. Yeah, it's, uh, again... DeWanger doing a good job of getting those effective first and second down positive yardage. At their own 48-yard line, it's first and 10 for the Saints, left to right, and they'll give it this time to the tailback. And I believe that's Toby Tipman rumbling across midfield of the 49 after picking up about three yards. Steely came in from his safety spot, made the tackle. So it's second down and seven, but the ball now on Carroll's side of the 50 at the Chargers' 49. I tell you, those Tipman kids, they run hard. When they get the ball, it's its at a full sprint. Just imagine the backyard game at Thanksgiving. <laughs> Got to have the ice packs ready. Better. Second down and seven from the 49. Run off left tackle. Nothing there. Carroll stands it up, and that is no gain at all. And it's going to just flip the... Uh, the down marker from second to third, so it's now third and seven. Ball still at the Carroll 49-yard line. Yeah, not the ideal situation they'd like to be in here. They may be in a situation where if they can get a positive yardage here on third down and it's short, they may end up go for it, going for it on fourth down. The lineup with two receivers, short side to the left, one receiver isolated to the right, and a keeper. Springer bounces it to the right, now cuts up field. And that's Minix actually running out of the Wildcat. And Carter Minix finds yardage inside the 45 to the 44. And, Shannon, this will be that situation you talked about. Yeah. That pickup makes it fourth down and about a yard and a half to go. They need the 40. Two for the first down, and they're right now between the 43 and the 44. So it's fourth and a long yard or fourth and a short two, but Bishop Wenger is going to go for it with the clock going under five minutes left here in our first half. A 10-3 Carroll lead. 
Fourth down, a yard and a half to go from the right hash. Double tight end set, two fullbacks, and on the snap, we've got whistles and a timeout is called, and it's called by Bishop Dwenger. Too many bodies in there. So that kills the play. We'll have to get the fourth down play when we come back. With 448 to play, quarter number two, it's Carroll leading Bishop Dwenger 10-3 on the high school football game of the week. 1380 The Fan and 100.9 FM. Friday means football, and football means wings. Kitchen fried and never oven dried, Pizza Hut's boneless wings are crispy, delicious, and for a limited time only, 75 cents each. Yep, I said 75 cents each. Toss in one of nine different sauces and dry rubs, Pizza Hut's boneless wings bring a burst of flavor without breaking the bank. Tasty, crispy, and 75 cents each. Try Pizza Hut's boneless wings today. Football is wing season. Hurry, limited time only, and only at Pizza Hut. 1380 The Fan and 100.9 FM. We're back to the field. The Fort Wayne High School Football Game of the Week. Fourth down, yard and a half to go for the Bishop Wingers. Saints down 10 to 3. They're at the 43-yard line. They get to the fullback. It's a big pile up, and the Bishop Dwinger Saints linemen just keep pushing the pile, and they got enough of a push to get a first down on that big fourth down. They push it all the way just outside the 40-yard line. Well, they needed a yard and a half, and they got about three. It is a first down. They'll sit it at the 41-yard line, and... Give credit because it stood, looked like it got stood up originally, but the Bishop Dwinger offensive line <laughs> yeah. just started pushing the entire pile downfield. Yeah, they got that push, but, you know, in those uh, short yardage plays, they're getting the yardage they need. Still a double tight end, two fullbacks, and three-point stance. They give it to the tailback, and he is wrapped up as he crosses the line of scrimmage. Not much running room for Toby Tipman. Maybe a yard to the 40, second down and nine. Yeah, the one thing they need to do is keep bobbing and weaving with their formations, especially with Carter Minix, finding different ways to get the ball in his hands. We've seen the Wildcat. Looks like we're going to see it potentially again here. And just keep Carroll guessing defensively. It is Minix that is now taking the snap. Single back to his left shoulder, and Minix in the gun. And he will run it left side. Oh. Cuts up off left tackle and gets hit hard as I he think. goes through the hole. I don't know if the ball popped out, but I it looks to be a scrum on the on the turf. They're going to ball, ball at the 35-and-a-half-yard line, which would be about a five-yard game. Yeah, and they'll set the ball down. It's going to be third down and about four to go with 3.15 and the clock running here in the second quarter. Yeah, Steely came up and, oh, man, did he give a give Minnick a hard hit. I do believe the ball was dislodged, but they ruled he was down. Third down, four to go from the 35. Direct snap and the handoff to the running back, Tipman, and he gets tripped up as he goes through the hole, falls forward to the 33 after gaining a couple, but now it is another fourth down for the Saints. Fourth down, two to go at the Carroll line. Two and a half minutes left before halftime. Carroll leads it 10-3 to three over the Bishop Dwinger Saints. This would be a good place to run a good hard play action pass to your big tight end and maybe try to get him down the middle of the field. 
They're going to have everybody up tight. A couple of tight ends, a couple of fullbacks, and a tailback about seven yards deep. Yeah, the play's back and over to Springer the Springer going to get under center, but the play clock gets to zero, and he has to take a timeout. And so Bishop Dwanger burns another timeout with 2.13 still left to go before halftime. Well, we'll keep it right here. And unfortunately for the Tid Caps in the top of the second inning, they loaded the bases with two outs but couldn't get a run across. There's nothing over the Tid Caps. Tid Caps, of course, came into tonight with a half-game lead in the Midwest League Eastern Division. And West Michigan, meanwhile, has jumped out to a one to nothing advantage on Great Lakes. They're now into the fourth inning up in Comstock Park, Michigan. Columbia City up early on uh, Huntington North, 27 to 14. That's one of those games that Columbia City usually struggles with Huntington North at Huntington North. 2:13 on the clock, and it's fourth down and two from the 33. Give to the first man through. He is hit. This is Trent Tipman fighting for yardage. I don't think he got to what he needed. I think he's about a yard short. They're going to stop or put this ball down at the 32, and he needs the 31. Yeah, yeah, I think that is right. short. It is going to be a stop on fourth down, and Carroll will take over the football with 2:08 remaining in the half, and the Chargers protect a 10-3 lead. Yeah, I was kind of surprised they didn't play action pass it there, or Just, even a play action bootleg. Something, yeah, something, to, right. something to to dive it or fake the dive and work the outside or the exterior because they've been going to the well every time with that run up the middle and that time Carroll took away all of the gaps yeah, and no, were, no running room for Tipman he gets held to a one yard he needed two yeah there was a lot of blue in the middle of the field 208 to play here's Carroll's offense starting at their own 32 yard line Sullivan in the gun. Starks the back. Two receivers to the left, one to the right, and it's Starks running it wide to the left, looking to get the corner. And he turns the edge and takes it out to the 35 before getting knocked out of bounds. A gain of about three, maybe four, just across the 35-yard line to the 36. And it's a hurry-up as the clock is at 2.02 remaining. From the left hash, two receivers right, one to the left, and play action. Sullivan drops, looks, has time. Now here comes the pressure, and they ran right past Sullivan. He tucks it and runs, gets across the 35, but then decides to cut toward the sideline and gets taken down at about the line of scrimmage. Looked like he had more room to run than that, and he just kind of put on the brakes and decided to go sideways. Now it's third down and about six to go from their own 36-yard line. Ball just inside the right hash. Trip receivers to the wide side left. Clock goes under a minute 30 left here in the first half. There's the snap, and it's a quick throw and deflected at the line of scrimmage, and it falls at the feet of Brady Road. And that's incomplete, and it brings up a fourth down. It's a quick three and out. It was. 122 left, so they... Uh, they gave it up with just over two minutes left. And now they'll give it back. Carroll will give it back to Dwinger. And the Saints will have some time. From their own 36-yard line, Carroll to punt. 
Good snap and the kick away. It's a low kick. It will take a bounce at the Dwinger 31 and then roll dead at about the 27. So that is where the Saints start with a minute 13 on the clock. Down by seven. In a fairly low-scoring first half. little surprise that the Saints have done this kind of a job against the Carroll offense, who, again, put up 78 points last week. Well, you know, outside of that block punt, that really gave Carroll the best field position of the night. Offensively, they've been sputtering again here and there. Last time, they, you know, I thought they went way too quick and ended up being a three and out. I think this might be Minix taking the direct snap. I'm not sure if that's... There's the handoff they give to the running back and immediately tackled in the backfield. No room at all for okay. Tipman. Now, Springer was in there. They were both six and five. Now, yeah. Carroll's got three timeouts here. I'm quite surprised they're not using them. Well, Springer will line up in the gun. Now I go five wide, three to the left, two to the right. Here comes pressure up the middle from Brody Beeks, the nose tackle. Got Minix. Scramble to the left, and the throw completed. Minix out near midfield, avoids a tackle, and then gets taken down by the second man at the Chargers' 46-yard line. And that that is... Uh, a 26-yard gain and a first down for Bishop Winger. Yeah, that was a good job that Steely was there. They're going quick here. Of course, the clock's running. From the left hash, we're under 40 seconds left. Drop back Springer. Rolls left, now rolls back right, dumps it off to the short man underneath, and it's in front of him incomplete. That was Minix on a crossing route about eight yards downfield. The intended receiver, and the incomplete pass will stop the clock with 28.8 seconds left. A 10-3 score. And a reminder, back at the studio to D.C. Hendricks, it will be a long halftime tonight. So get ready, because uh, Carroll having homecoming. So they will extend this halftime by an extra five minutes. So second down, 10 from the Carroll 46. They will fake the reverse. Oh. Now Minix looks to throw. He doesn't. Instead, he tucks it and runs it to the far sideline, out of bounds at the Carroll 40 after a six-yard gain. Looked like they were setting up the trick play, trying to run that reverse and then a wide receiver pass and while they're trying to find the big six eight fella down the sideline Lehrman was the lone receiver going deep and he's the kind of guy you can just throw the jump ball to but he was pretty well covered as carroll didn't fall for it. yeah didn't fall for the play now you got Lehrman coming out wide to the right minix also lines up on the outside of Lehrman, trips to the right, two receivers left, drop back for Springer. Now he's going to tuck it and run up the middle of the field. Breaks a tackle at the 35, still on his feet. 30, 25, crossing to the near sideline and hit hard and out of bounds by Brayton Staley at the 20-yard line with 10.3 seconds. Big run by Ethan Springer and a bigger hit by Braden Steely, <laughs> but Springer bounces right back up. Yeah, that was a uh, big hit. I do believe he got out of bounds, so that stops the clock, so they'll at least have one shot here at the end zone and then possibly set up for a field goal. They do have a timeout still left. They've used two of them. 
Ball on the right hash, 10.3 seconds. A 10-3 Carroll lead, but Dwinger threatening at the red zone. Drop back, Springer looking. He'll throw the fade, far corner, and incomplete. At that time, <laughs> big uh, Caleb Lehrman just kind of pushed. You, you know, he got a point guard out there trying to box him out. Yeah. And you know what happens to basketball players when the point guard tries to box you out? You just give him a little shove in the back, and they just <laughs> they almost vanish. And that's what happened. But the ball was too high and sailed wide of the field of play. It was incomplete. Now with 5.1 seconds, Bishop Dwenger is going to have to kick a field goal. Yeah, that's uh, one of those ones. Even if you show it short, you give you give the big fella a chance. Now, maybe Dwenger's second-guessing this decision. They got 5.1 seconds. They used 5.2 on that last play. 10-3 is the score. It's a 7-point Carroll lead, and the Chargers will get the second-half kickoff. And maybe that's what's coming into play here. Because you don't want to be down by four and give Carroll the football to start the second half, potential to go up by two scores. Yeah, I. I Looks like they're keeping the kicker out there. Yeah, I'm gonna say yeah. I think you try to get the three. I just don't think they can run a play in five point. Yeah, here we go. They're bringing the field goal unit back out. Now, from where it's at, this is going to be about a 37-yard attempt. And it's also going to be on the near hash mark. So a little of an angle to deal with. A left-footed kicker from the right hash, 37 yards out. Lucas win. He's left-footed. And we've got a timeout. Ice the kicker time by the Carroll Chargers. Now they got three left, so... He might be frozen solid by the time these three timeouts. <laughs> That's why I like that new rule in college football. You cannot take consecutive timeouts on a field goal attempt uh, at towards the end of the half or the game. 5.1 seconds on the clock here, Carroll. Chargers lead it 10-3, to three, but the Saints lining up for a field goal and uh, taking a quick look uh, in the first quarter. It is 20-7, New Haven jumping out early on the Leo Lions. I wouldn't have thought that. Well, they haven't even hit the halfway point of the first quarter. And yeah. they've, got, they've got more points, almost double the points that we've got. <laughs> well, D.C. will give us a great update when we head it back to him here. Yeah, we've got the H&K Chevrolet scoreboard with D.C. Hendricks coming up on the Hoopy Fieldhouse halftime. Of course, we can talk more and, about it now. Yeah, we can talk. <laughs> we can go through. We can talk about Indiana playing Indiana State on high school football night in Indiana, uh, which has Tom nope. Allen a bit upset. But, no, that doesn't help things. But, a lot of uh, former Chargers playing for Indiana State as Snyder Panthers, so there's a good Fort Wayne flavor down there tonight in uh, Beantown at Memorial Stadium, but they're up 21 to nothing right now. Indiana is in, up. Indiana's up. I didn't mean to yeah. cause yeah, any heart attacks. After talking about all the players that are at Indiana State, they said they're up right now. It's like I give people in Indiana heart attacks. Indiana fans will take nothing for granted. They, 21 to nothing. Indiana, what is that, second quarter? Yeah, I believe it's, yeah, it's the second quarter and. uh 
Well, we, uh, of course, we're just going through the process of burning some extra timeouts before the teams go to the locker room. I could have got down and got a pork burger. Once a, yeah, maybe, maybe two if you'd like to share. Well, we may be able to after this one. So it is a 37-yard attempt. Again, Lucas Wynn is the kicker. He is a sophomore, 5'7", lining it up from the right hash. There's the snap, the set. Here's the kick. It's got the leg, and it is good. He got it from 37 yards. And that is going to take the teams to the locker room. But a little momentum for Bishop Dwinger, although they were hoping maybe for a little bit more. Halftime score here at Carroll. Chargers 10, Saints 6. We'll come back, give you a scoring update here on this one. Plus, we've got scores from around the area with the Hoopy Fieldhouse Halftime Report. 10 to 6, Carroll leads it over Bishop Dwinger on the high school football game of the week on 1380 The Fan and 100.9 FM. Hey, high school sports fans, Jim Cruzy at Cruzy Automotive Service is a big sports fan just like you and supports the high school football broadcast you're listening to right now. For service and maintenance on your vehicle, any brand, any model, contact Cruzy Automotive Service on Limer Road behind the Shell Gas Station. And don't forget to ask about the 1990 oil change special. That's Cruzy, K-R-U-S-E, Automotive Service on Limer Road, north of Wallen, south of Till, right behind the Shell Gas Station. Ohio Mutual Insurance traces its roots back to 1901, yet to this day, their vision is changing the way insurance serves your needs. Contact Edding Insurance, your local Ohio Mutual Insurance agent, and learn how the future of insurance isn't just covering a loss, but preventing it. They can provide handy tools and online apps to protect you, your home, and your car. And if you suffer a loss, Ohio Mutual will be there. Contact your personal insurance coach, Edding Insurance, to learn more online at O-E-T-T-I-N-G-I-N-S dot com. Hey, athletes, are you looking to take your game to the next level? Look no further than Indiana Physical Therapy. Our expert team of sports performance specialists and personalized training programs will have you running circles around the competition. Injured or hurt on the field? Come see us. Our team of physical therapists are dedicated to helping you get back up to speed. With over 19 locations across Indiana, we can get you better, faster. Visit IndianaPT.com to schedule your appointment today. Indiana Physical Therapy, where people go to get better. Do you know what makes you so special? You're unique. Your personality, style, and your likes and dislikes. That's why Blade Man's Knife Shop is your knife shop. You need a knife as unique as you are. And Blade Man's has a huge in-stock inventory to connect you with the knife that will seem like it was custom made just for you. Hi, this is Mark, the owner of Blade Man's Knife Shop. And I'd like to personally invite you out to the store to see the area's best selection of quality knives. We have Benchmade, Spyderco, Microtech, Protech, Hogue, Zero Tolerance, Medford Knife and Tool, ADV Tactical, Tour Knives, and many more. We also have a great selection of custom knives. Prefer to shop online? Check out our great selection on BladeMansKnifeShop.com. We pride ourselves on fast shipping. So check us out at BladeMansKnifeShop.com or stop by the store in the shops of Scout Road and have a cup of coffee on me. Be in the know and follow BladeMans on Facebook and Instagram today. And BladeMans offers a 10% discount for police and military. Check out the collection of Shun Knives, the finest in kitchen cutlery. Plus, get in-store services including blade sharpening. Blade Notre Dame football. Love the Irish? Don't love the Irish. No matter what 
Irish admit it. You care about Notre Dame football. And there is no better way to stay up with the Irish than tuning in Saturday mornings at 10 to Fighting Irish Preview. With me, Bill Houck, and America's foremost authority on Notre Dame football, Tim Priester of IrishIllustrated.com. Saturday mornings at 10, it's the 27th season of Fighting Irish Preview on Fort Wayne Sports Station, 1380 The Fan and 100.9 FM. Welcome to the Hoopy Fieldhouse Halftime Show on 1380 The Fan and 100.9 FM. Welcome back to Halftime here at Carroll High School where the Chargers lead it over the Bishop Dwinger Saints 10-6. I am Brett Rump with the coach Shannon Griffith. D.C. Hendricks back in the studio. We'll hear from him in just a moment. Well, Griff, if you went by the game plan coming in, I thought Bishop Dwenger really executed their game plan and, and maybe based on expectations, game plan, and, and how you come into this game, maybe Dwenger should be leading in the mm-hmm. contest. I think they've probably outplayed Carroll to this point, but one mistake, yeah. and it's the Chargers that have the 10-6 to lead. And we kind of talked about that in the pregame where you did not want to give them some type of cheap score or lead to a cheap score, and that punt really cost them uh, and gave uh, – Carroll, great field position, and it only took uh, Sullivan a couple plays, and he threw a nice corner pass to, or streak route to Hafner in the corner of the end zone. Well, the uh, Saints had a final drive and uh, had a chance, but got stuffed on third down and had to kick a field goal and uh, got it from 37 yards. Yeah. That's some momentum taking him into the locker room. But unfortunately, because of the Carroll deferral at the start of the game on the coin toss, Carroll will get the ball in the second half. I I would say, and maybe this is just obvious, Mr. Obvious talking, (laughs) but I would say if Bishop Dwenger can come out and get an initial stop on this very first drive of the second half by Carroll, you could have a ball game the rest of the way. Absolutely, and I think you got to look at it from Dwenger's perspective. Down 10-6 to is right where they needed to be because now it puts the pressure on Carroll because Carroll, if they come out and stutter and go three and out, all of a sudden, like you said, you got a team that's looking and uh, seeing red, and they've done their part offensively. They stalled on a few drives, but they've done what they needed to do offensively this game thus far. Again, the battle of the offensive lines, and we've talked about it. This Carroll line not doing the job tonight. They've not established a running game. They've not provided enough protection for Sullivan. They've got to be able to run the football. They've got to give Sullivan time to pass. And we've seen a couple of blitzes that came in virtually untouched tonight. I mean, yeah. that's, you got to get better offensive line play for the Carroll Chargers. Yeah, that, and it's been really kind of uncharacteristic of their offense that we've seen over the last couple of years. And I know that they've had some graduations and all that, but at the end of the day when it comes down to it you got to be able to run the football with some efficiency otherwise you become one-dimensional and teams can pin their ears back and that's what we've seen against Carroll's offense this year as defense is just kind of teeing up and going after it because they don't have a threat of a you know a hard running game last uh, week or last time we were here two weeks ago 
We saw Carroll show a five-wide to force man-to-man coverage out of the defense of Warren Central. Can they do something like that against this Bishop Dwinger defense? Because I almost feel like when Sullivan gets man-to-man and you start talking about the talent of this receiving core, especially with Hanson Hafner, that's a tough cover for anybody in high school football. Can, Can they somehow create a situation with their alignment, with their formations that force man-to-man coverage and the isolation of Hafner. Yeah, they can get into their three-by-one three sets where they isolate Hafner on the backside. That's what kind of happened on the one where he avoided the tackle, made the big play down the sideline here in the first half, and Jimmy saw the one-on-one, and that's kind of what happened on the touchdown. But you're exactly right. They need to be spreading Dwanger out some to give them better opportunities and then use Hafner in a motion type of thing where they can bring him back in the backfield and run their game. But right now, where they're just lining up and trying to go right at them, it's not giving them enough right because it's putting too many bodies in the way of their offense. Shannon, I went to Concordia, and this homecoming court would have been about half our student body or our se- <laughs> about half our senior class. I'm trying to, to do a quick count, and I think there's somewhere around 10 or 12 from each side, the, the boys on one side, the girls on the other. And we even see a couple of football players. Yeah. Cam Lentz is part of the uh, homecoming court. Also, we see Braden Steely is in line and will be introduced with his parents. But they introduce the girls from one side with their parents and the boys from the other side with their parents. But, uh, but yeah, it's a uh, part of the halftime homecoming ceremonies here at Carroll High School. Our score is 10 to 6. The Carroll Chargers are leading it. Looking ahead, we've got a big one coming up next week we ought to touch on before we send it to the studio. D.C. Hendricks with the H&K Chevrolet scoreboard. Next week, these Carroll Chargers will take the trip over to Spooler Stadium to take on the Snyder Panthers. So far, small sample, third of the way through the season, but it has become somewhat evident, at least in my mind, that the two best teams in the conference are the two that will meet next week at Spooler and will be there for the action. Absolutely, and Snyder really has come out of the gates firing on all cylinders offensively and defensively. They're getting it done on the ground and through the air and against a Snyder defense that is good, as good as advertised. So Carroll can't be peeking ahead. they got to find ways to do some things in this next half to separate them to set up a big game next uh, week against the Panthers so it can be one of those games where kind of really establishes the sack race. Well, let's go ahead and get a rundown of how we got to this 10-6 to halftime score here at Carroll, our first half scoring from Shannon Griffith. Well, it all started with Bishop DeWanger taking the opening drive from their own 20 and 17 plays later, a 28-yard uh, field goal by Lucas Wynn. It was good, and the DeWanger Saints had an early 3-0 lead. Carroll comes right back after a good kickoff return by Hafner. 
They go on a seven play from their own 50-yard yard line. Unfortunately, a big sack took them out of the opportunity, end up kicking a 36-yard field goal by Barreto, and it was a 3-3 game. Carroll comes back at 924 of the second quarter. This is their big uh, scoring drive, four plays, 36 yards after a block punt. Jimmy Sullivan to Hafner on a 26-yard touchdown. Carroll with a 10-3 lead. Then Bishop DeWanger taking the ball from their own 27, finding six plays later as the time ran out. Win again from 37 yards. It was good, and we had a 10-6 halftime lead here for Carroll High School with a very good second half on tap. Well, the... uh the introductions complete of the homecoming court, and I don't know if they're announcing a homecoming king and queen. I vote for the guy in the orange tux. Not sure who they announced. Tried to pick up the microphone, but there's a big celebration in the band when they announce the queen. So yeah. I'm wondering if that's a band member that just got introduced as the queen, as the king and queen. No, we've had a crown. Being crowned. So uh, we're going to take a break. We're going to set it back to the studio because we want to get caught up with all the area northeast Indiana scores. And to do that, we've got to send it back to D.C. Hendricks. So we will take a break. We're coming back in about 12 minutes with our second half here at Carroll. Halftime score, the Chargers leading it over the Bishop Dwenger Saints, 10-6. to 6. You're listening to High School Football on 1380 The Fan and 100.9 FM. Halftime adjustments, Coach. What did you see in that first half? If you're Jason Garrett or... Coach Dinan, what do you what do you tell your team? Well, I think offensively, Bishop Dwanger's got to continue doing what they're doing, kind of ground and pound it out with the Tipmans and Carter Menix moving in and out of the Wildcat. And then from Carroll's standpoint, they've got to find ways to open up the running lanes offensively and get themselves in a position right now, uh, do themselves a favor and take an opening kickoff down the field and score. The teams are back on the field, but not yet ready for the second half to begin. An extended halftime because it is homecoming here at Carroll. Don't forget to join us after the game. We've got all your scores, highlights, coaches' interviews, and more. Plus pizza, pasta, wings, you name it. It's the Indiana Physical Therapy post-game show coming to you live from the Pine Valley Pizza Hut. We'll get started out there at approximately 940 and take you up until 11 o'clock. And I don't know if I've even talked about this, but Coach Bob Lovell oh, is yeah. is now on 1380, the fan, and 100.9 FM every Friday and Saturday night. It's Indiana Sports Talk. Shannon, I've been begging for this for like six oh, years. Yeah. Been trying and trying, and finally, we got it. And so uh, after awesome. uh, after our postgame show tonight, be sure to catch what's happening around the state with Indiana Sports Talk and Coach Bob Lovell, the best broadcasting former coach that I know. <laughs> you got that right. <laughs> Except he's a basketball coach, so I do no. take a little bit of offense. Well, okay. <laughs> Here's our second half kick. The Saints booted deep to the back of the end zone, was, left to right, wow. north to south. That was a heck of a kick. 
that landed just about the back paint of the uh, end zone. And so the Carroll Chargers will start from their own 20-yard line, first and 10, already leading at 10 to 6. He's got a lively leg that when he's only a sophomore, too, I think, right? Yeah, he's only a sophomore. Yeah, just a small, left-footed, soccer-style kicker. And, boy, he gave that a good a good kick all the way out of the end zone. So the Chargers from the left hash send one receiver wide to the right. They bunch a couple of receivers to the left. Starks, the lone back in the backfield, and Starks will get the handoff. And he has met at about the time he got the ball. In the backfield, it's a loss of three. Tremendous penetration up front by Christian Lozada. He was the first to him, and they took him down back at the 17. It is second down and 13 for the Chargers going the wrong way. And, Shannon, we mentioned this when we got into the halftime break that uh, this first drive kind of sets the tone for this second half, and you kind of feel like if Dwinger can come out defensively and stop stop Carroll right away, that they might have a chance to take some momentum through this quarter, and it's a personal foul called against Bishop Dwinger face after mask. the play. And, yeah, I didn't and see there's it. no reason to face mask. I don't yeah. get the face mask call. I thought maybe there was a taunting or something. Right. It's a face mask. It marches it to the 35 where it's a first down. Carroll with the shotgun snap. Sullivan drops. Pressure comes, but he throws near sideline. Ballman with the catch out at the 48. Immediately knocked out of bounds, but that's a 13-yard gain and another first down for Carroll. And that penalty could really swing this whole second half. Well, and again, Jimmy Sullivan was on the turf. He got smashed again after he threw that ball. Trip receivers to the right, one to the left, and they'll come to the left. And it's a little out route by Starks. They might have lined up in the five yep. wide that time. And Starks from the left slot just slipped to the sideline and made the catch for a gain of about seven to the Bishop Dwinger 45. Second down and three, and the Chargers working quickly, leading it 10 to six. Sullivan drops back. Here comes the blitz. He'll throw it over the top deep, and man-to-man, oh. Van Pelt couldn't hang on. Ball just a little too much hang in the air, and the secondary recovered, got back and tipped it away from Aiden Van Pelt, but now we've got a flag in the Carroll backfield, and this could be a late hit. I think they're going to hold. There's two flags down. Pelkington was having a conversation with one of the linemen. They full-scale blitzed it, and that's why he had to kind of float it because he had to get rid of it early. But again, penalties here could be costly. Jim Gabs have taken a 4-1 to one lead over the Dayton Dragons. And that is a huge game for the Tin Caps tonight. As they try to hold on to their half-game lead in the Midwest League Eastern Division with only a couple of more games after tonight. Let's see. They will... Not exactly sure. The call or is it offsetting? They've returned the ball to the 45. And they're pointing kind of to each team. I'm not sure. I believe they're still trying to debate exactly how this is going to get marched off. Unsportsmanlike conduct, blue, 73. Unsportsmanlike conduct, white, 25. Those, play, those penalties will offset. 
So they're offsetting penalties. Well, yeah. Unsportsmanlike each side. So we will play it over. Second down and three at the Bishop Twanger 45 for the Carroll Chargers. Well, that was Pelkington and Abs having a little disagreement. Well, Pelkington was one of the blitzers. Mm-hmm. Abs, 6'4", 247-pound junior tackle, may have been the one that engaged him. Again, Dwenger showing a blitz, and Sullivan got a chance to see it. Now he backs off, looks over to the sideline, see if they want to change the play, feeling like the blitz might be coming. Trip receivers right, one receiver left. Here comes the blitz, and they'll throw quick. Short stop route at about the 41. It's caught and progress to the 39. That's a six-yard gain and a first down for the Carroll Chargers. Not sure if they switched to that play, but a good play knowing the linebackers were coming to just... Uh, good call there to get the first down. Handoff Starks looks for running room to the left. Now he cuts it up at the numbers and takes it with the shoulder pad low to the 37, a two-yard gain. Good job of stretching out the play by the Bishop Dwenger defense, limiting Starks to just two on that outside sweep. And it's second down and eight. And again, Carroll lines up quickly from the left hash. And they will go play action. Dropping back. Sullivan going deep. Over the top. Got a man. Hafter at the goal line. Touchdown. Beautiful post play. Sullivan saw that Hafter had the secondary beat deep over the top. And he put it perfectly in stride. To the senior receiver for the touchdown. And the Chargers open up a two-score lead, 16-6 with the extra point on the way. Couldn't throw it any better. We talk about getting air underneath it. He did just that and have to ran underneath it. Burrito trying to tack on the extra point. It's good. And it's now a 17-6 Carroll lead over the Bishop Dwegger Saints. And how costly... Could that face mask penalty be that started this drive and gave Carroll a first down after a sack on the first play of the second half? We'll take a break. We're coming back here at Carroll. Chargers 17-6 over the Bishop Dwenger Saints on the high school football game of the week. 1380 the fan and 100.9 FM. Ohio Mutual Insurance traces its roots back to 1901. Yet to this day, their vision is changing the way insurance serves your needs. Contact Edding Insurance, your local Ohio Mutual Insurance agent, and learn how the future of insurance isn't just covering a loss, but preventing it. They can provide handy tools and online apps to protect you, your home, and your car. And if you suffer a loss, Ohio Mutual will be there. Contact your personal insurance coach, Edding Insurance, to learn more online at O-E-T-T-I-N-G-I-N-S dot com. This is the Fort Wayne High School Football Game of the Week. Only on 1380 The Fan and 100.9 FM. Ten minutes and 15 seconds remaining in the third quarter. And the Carroll Chargers now up two scores. 17 to 6 over the Bishop Dwegger Saints. Here's Carroll's kick. From their own 40, it's kicked high in the air and short, taken at about the 13, middle of the field between the hash marks. Minix runs it up across the 25 and gets out to the 28-yard line. About a 16-yard return, and it will be first and 10 now for Bishop Dwenger with 10-10 to play third quarter. 
Saints have to respond. They can't let this game get away from them because this is not an offense that's built to come back from multiple scores down, and that's probably one of the reasons those first two games got away from them. No question, and, you know, Carroll did the, what they needed to do. They took the opening, dri- uh, opening drive to the second half and got points. Bishop Dwanger, I hate to say this, but this is a critical drive, and they've got to answer with points. Saints led by former Carroll quarterback Ethan Springer. The transfer, a six-foot, 170-pounder. He's a senior with an eye formation. He gets under center, and then we've got everybody jumping. And it looks like that's going to be encroachment by Brody Beeks, the nose tackle for the Carroll Chargers. Now that assists Bishop Doanger right off the get-go. Five-yard march-off takes it out to the 34, where it is first down and five. Ball on the right hash, single receiver splits each side. Got a fullback in front of a tailback, and a handoff to the tailback. Here goes Tipman. Toby Tipman off the left side of his line. Muscles it across the 40 to the 41-yard line. That'll be a seven-yard gain and a first down for the Bishop Wenger Saints. Another nice tackle by Steely in the open field, and every time they get an opening and Tipman gets through it, it's Steely who's closing the gap quickly. The thing is, it's great to have a safety that comes up, makes those tackles and run support, but it's also not great to have a safety who's coming up and making the tackles and run support. And they'll go with a reverse. Here's Minix. And again, Carroll takes the edge, but Minix, a spin move to get to the far corner. He takes it down the sideline out to the 45. He was pinned about four yards deep in the backfield. The defensive end came about five yards upfield and just stood and waited. And Minix just about faked him out of his jock strap with that spin move, and he got around the corner and then sprinted out of bounds after picking up five. Second down and five, ball out at the 46. He's a good little player, man. He makes he makes people miss. Minix, a 5'9", 175-pound senior. And the give right up the middle. Tipman pounds out to midfield, and then he'll be stood up right at the 50, a yard short of the yard to gain. It's going to bring up a third down and short for the Bishop Dwenger Saints. Clock goes under nine minutes here in the third quarter, a 17-6 Carroll lead. Well, it's not going to be too difficult for the Snyder Panthers to realize that the best... uh, recipe for them to run the football is right at this Carroll defense because that's what Dwanger's done and done quite effectively tonight. Third down, yard to go at midfield and the fumbled snap and then it's picked up by Springer who takes it off the left side of his line but he can't get any kind of forward progress. It's going to be fourth down and a yard. I don't know if that was fumbled. It looked like he looked down at the ground. Yeah, I just kind of bobbled the snap and drove it ever dropped, but he but he didn't handle it yeah. cleanly and it disrupted the entire flow of the play. And now you got that dreaded fourth and one. A chance at a big fourth down stop for the Carroll Chargers. They've already had one against Bishop Wenger in the first half. Under center, Springer gives to the fullback. Offensive line gets a push, and I think they're going to give him the first down, but not by much. He gets it just inside the Carroll 49, and he needed the 49 for the first down. So by about the length of a football, it is a first down for the Bishop Dwinger Saints. They convert for the second time on a fourth down situation. 
Yeah, they got what they needed there on fourth down, and now they're going to bring, it looks like, Carter Minix back in at quarterback and run their Wildcat formation. Minix, five yards deep in the gun, fakes right, goes left. Looks for a block. Now he tries to bounce it wide inside the 45. He dives forward to the 42. That's a seven-yard gain for Minix. Basically, with him getting that direct snap, he's got a chance to really see the defense and kind of pick his spot. And Dwenger will stick with it here on second down and three at the Carroll 42. Saints are down by 11, under seven minutes left in the third quarter. Yeah, don't kid yourself. I bet he's athletic enough to throw it. From the left hash, he'll run it to the right. Follow the right guard cutting up field, and he spins his way inside the 40, reaches to the 38, and that's very close to first down yardage. Just a matter of where they set this football when they put it on the turf. Now the referee looks at it, and he's going to call a timeout and ask for a measurement. It's very close. They did not give him the 38. It's just inside the 39, and that's just about where the stick should be. But remember, sometimes these sticks are a length of a football (laughs) off. So it looks like it's about a half a half a ball short. Somebody must have radioed Shannon because it looks like it is a half of a football short. Those eagle eyes, man, eagle eyes. Make it up for last week. <laughs> 17 to 6 our score, and it's now third down and uh, half a football to go. The ball just inside the Carroll 39-yard line. Bishop Dwinger trying to answer the touchdown that Carroll scored to start this second half. Springer gets to the huddle, 15 seconds on the play clock. They break, come to the line of scrimmage. Double tight end, two fullbacks, and a single tailback. And Springer will give to the first man. That's the fullback, Trent Tipman, who pounds down to the 36. Plenty for the first down. He needed a half a football, and he got about three yards. They'll put it at the 36. First and 10 for the Bishop Dwanger Saints. Yeah, once again, the Bishop Dwanger... Really pounding it on the ground tonight with a lot of effective effectiveness. 6-10, clock running, third quarter. Carroll 17, Bishop Dwenger 6. Saints with a pair of field goals from Lucas Wynn. Ball on the left hash, and they'll go with a reverse. And again, uh, Carroll gets in and just blows it up. Wentz. Great play, and it looks like Cam Lentz just shot the gap, got into the backfield, read the play the whole way, and takes down Minix back at the 45. That is a loss of about nine yards. You know, I I like misdirection, but I'm not sure tonight's the night for misdirection because most of your running plays have been up the middle. So you're not getting a lot of chase out of the Carroll defense. Well, with those four linebackers, they're so good. Yeah. Well, that too. <laughs> Here's the handoff to the tailback, and he is stacked up at the line of scrimmage. No running room. He's pushed backwards. No gain. It stays at the 45, where it's now going to be third down and 19 to go. Yeah, not the situation they needed to be in. 
after having a pretty well-established drive here. One bad play, and it's really going to put them in a situation trying to take two to get the first down if they can get a lot of yardage here. Well, clearly, if they can get to that 35 and make it uh, third down or fourth down less than 10, they almost have to go for it at that point. Trip yeah. receivers to the right, one receiver to the left. They spread the formation, and a delayed draw to Tipman. He's being chased, and he's not going to get much running room. He got lucky to spin out of a tackle to get a yard to the 44. And now it's fourth down, 18 to go. And I mean, your defense has played pretty well, Shannon. I, I think at this point it's too much to, to rely on the arm of your quarterback. I think you've almost got to punt it away. Well, yeah. They and what they might do is uh, pooch kick it. Yeah, they could. You know, the draw there, Tittman needed to trust his speed a little bit. But for them to go for it here, I'd be... And yeah. it is a pooch kick. They snap it to Minix. He punches it. It goes behind the defense to the 10 and rolls to the end zone. A touchback. And I don't know if that was Springer or Minix. I thought it might have been Minix that kicked it, but it could have been Springer. But, they, but again, they line up in a formation, an offensive formation in the shotgun, and then the quarterback just gives it a little kick. And it's going to be a touchback back to the 20-yard line. They'll sit it on the left hash. And Carroll gets the football back with 3.52 remaining in the third quarter. And the Chargers a 17-6 lead over the Bishop Dwinger Saints. Yeah, they Carroll's got the ball back and Jimmy Sullivan at the helm. And they will give it to the running back. And again, it's blown up in the backfield. Starts with the carry, and he just has to muscle and spin his way to get back to the line of scrimmage. Yeah, Tittman again making a great, great read. They're just reading those gaps, and they're taking them. So it is second down and 10. 3.30, and the clock running in the third quarter. From the left hash, two receivers to the right, one to the left, drop back, throw near sideline, a diving attempt by Road, but it's incomplete off his fingertips. A little wide of what Road could reach, even though he dove near the sideline to try to catch it. Brings up a third down and 10. Yeah, they really haven't targeted him the night. Last time we were here, he had a big game against Warren Central. Big third down. Two receivers to the left, one to the right. Single back is Starks and a drop back. Sullivan looking, firing over the middle. Caught first down yardage, 34-yard line. Escapes a tackle. And I believe Van Pelt just took that in outside the 40 or to the 40, a 20-yard gain on third down and 10 and a first down for Carroll. Boy, Jimmy stepped into that one and threw a dart. Handoff Starks, looking to bounce it to the left side. Picks up a block, 50, 45, 40, being chased and knocked out of bounds at about the 33-yard line. And there is a flag, and I think it might be a block in the back. What happened was when he bounced it wide, the wide receiver came back into the yeah. play to try to set a block and caught one of the Saints, I think, in the back. And the flag sitting back at Carroll's 43 is going to bring this entire play back. Now they're calling this against Abs again. That one surprises me because I thought it was the wide receiver coming back into the play to get a block on the edge. And it looked like he got the backside 
10-yard penalty from the spot of the foul. Replay. Yeah, they call it holding on him, and it's going all the way back. Another one, Shannon, that, uh, you know, the offensive linemen are kind of taught, keep the hands in, and mm-hmm. you might get a little grab, but the problem is when the running back starts on your right shoulder and then cuts it out to your left shoulder, sometimes you get exposed when you yeah. got a hold of a pad and the defender goes the other direction. Yeah, that, that can happen as well, and really in that scenario there is it was kind of away from the play again. And uh, Well, they bring it all the way back. Let's see where they're sitting this. It is a spot march-off, so it's not full 10 from the line of scrimmage because the flag was about three yards downfield. So it's first down and 17, and they put the ball at the 33-yard line. Yeah, big big help for the Dwanger Saints defense. Drop back Sullivan. Here comes pressure, and he throws far right sideline and incomplete. Had to get rid of it probably a little quicker than he wanted to because the pressure again was coming. Seems like almost every down, the Saints line up three at the line of scrimmage, but they've always got a couple of linebackers that seem to be shooting gaps. and They've had some success putting pressure on Sullivan, forcing now a second down and 17 from their own 33-yard line. Two receivers, wide to the right, one to the left. Ball on the left hash with Starks, the lone back, over the shoulder of Sullivan, and he'll drop the pass. Here again comes pressure, and they oh, set up a set screen. Up. Oh, wow. Starks, 35-40, near sideline, knocked out of bounds at about the 44. Well, they Good had, play by the defense to close on Starks because it was the perfect play. They threw a screen into the blitz. Perfect call at the right time, and it looked like it was even going to go for a lot more than it did, and Dwanger did a good job of rallying up. But now a third down and six to go from their own 44. They need midfield for the first down. Ball on the left hash. Two receivers wide to the right, a wing to the right. Drop back Sullivan looking, has time. Throws over the middle. Caught perfectly by Van Pelt at the 30, the 25, and then wrapped up near the 22-yard line. Big play that time of 34 yards. And Sullivan, when you give him that kind of time and space in the pocket, he can pick you (laughs) apart. Yes, he can, and that was such a beautifully thrown football. Quick snap, Sullivan drops, throws, near side, back shoulder throw, and it's behind Ballman, incomplete. Minute 58, clock stops. 17-6, Carroll the lead, and Carroll a first down at the 22 of Bishop Dwanger, now second down after the incomplete pass. Yeah, Ballman, I don't think, recognized that he was going back shoulder there. Big third, second down here. Handoff, nope, play action. They'll throw to the end zone, and it's just in front of Hafner. Again, they try to draw the defense up to get man-to-man at the second level. And that time, Hafner runs the post route with a throw just a little too far in front of him. And the incomplete pass brings up third down and ten. I think DeWanger got got away with the hold on Van Pelt because <laughs> he uh, he was trying to get himself into the position in that route, and they kind of tugged at his jersey there. So they got away with one, third and ten. Trip receivers right, one receiver left is Bauman. 
shotgun for Sullivan. Drops, looks, will go to Bowman running a corner route, and it's incomplete. Great coverage playing the outside shoulder of Bowman the whole way. And again, that's just a good scouting report. They took away that outside corner route completely, gave Bauman no chance of getting there for the catch. And the incompletion brings up fourth down and 10 at the 22. And it's going to be a long field goal try for Victor Burrito. You know, I I play call there. I was uh, not sure I liked it with that second high safety because he's really doubling him into the boundary where they've had the most their luck has been in the middle of the field. Brady Road will hold it. It'll be set at the 28. A 38-yard attempt for the left hash. Right-footed kick. And it's good. Not by a lot. It just floated over the crossbar. But it's three points for Victor Burrito from 38 yards out. And it's now a 20-6 Carroll lead with a minute 40 left in our third quarter. You're listening to the high school football game of the week on 1380 The Fan and 100.9 FM. Hey, athletes, are you looking to take your game to the next level? Look no further than Indiana Physical Therapy. Our expert team of sports performance specialists and personalized training programs will have you running circles around the competition. Injured or hurt on the field? Come see us. Our team of physical therapists are dedicated to helping you get back up to speed. With over 19 locations across Indiana, we can get you better, faster. Visit indianapt.com to schedule your appointment today. Indiana Physical Therapy, people gonna get better. Now back to the Fort Wayne High School Football Game of the Week. Only on 1380 The Fan and 100.9 FM. With a minute 40 left in our third quarter, it's 20-6. to six. The Carroll Chargers have scored the only 10 points of this quarter, including a 38-yard field goal. Just knocked through the uprights by Victor Burrito. And now you've got the kick. Dominic Dempsey will kick it off, and here's the boot. High, deep, and taken at the 5, to the 10, the 15. Middle of the field, splitting the hash marks, 20-25, and close to the 30-yard line. They'll say he's down at the 29, a 24-yard return by Minix. And it will be first and 10 for the Bishop Wenger Saints who find themselves down two touchdowns, 20-6. to six, Biggest deficit of the night for Bishop Dwinger. Shannon, we talked about this. The Saints offense, much more prolific on the ground and built really to be a offense with the lead, not with a 14-point deficit. Yeah, now you're getting them running into the scenario right now where you're, the clock's working against you, so they're going to have to do a little bit more here, open it up perhaps, to try to get themselves some points here. Springer, under center, will throw it. Quick out route, caught at the 32, and immediately swarmed down. That's a short gain of about three yards. See if they put this at the 32-yard line. It's only a three-yard gain, second down and seven for the Saints. And the clock runs last minute 10 of our third quarter. Update on the Tin Caps tonight. They lead it 4-1 to one over the Dayton Dragons. And the Tin Caps batting top of the sixth inning. From the left hash, give to the first man through. And he will push the pile behind the left side of the line out to very close to first down yardage. Almost a seven-yard gain. 
And that's right at the stick. And I think they just went ahead and gave it to him. First down at the 39-yard line. So a good power run off the left side. And that is uh, Wyatt Tipman, Joseph Schenkel, Max Brinker, John Paul Henry, and Andrew Tryon, who are the five up front for the Bishop Dwinger Saints. Hand off to the fullback, Tread Tipman, oh. and he tries to bounce it wide and had his ankles taken out by Brody Beeks, the nose tackle. And that's no game. Braden Steely was right there as well. Maybe a half yard ball is positioned right on the 40 with the last 15 seconds running, and I don't know, Dwinger doesn't look to be in any hurry to run a play here to end the third quarter. Second down and nine for their own 40 for the Saints, and the clock's going to wind down, and that's the end of our third quarter. Well, since halftime, it's been all Carroll, 10 to nothing in the third quarter, and the Chargers now lead it 20 to 6 as we head to quarter number four next. You're listening to High School Football on 1380 The Fan and 100.9 FM. Something sweet is now on my deals. Get $60 worth of gift certificates to Icing for Isaac for only $30. Icing for Isaac is a whimsical boutique bakery. They offer a beautiful garden room that is perfect for meetings, remote work, or catching up with old friends in a peaceful environment. They also offer a kids' room, a safe space for kids to play while you catch up with other parent friends or relax with your own treat. Head over to MyDealsFortWayne.com to get your deal. Notre Dame football. Love the Irish, don't love the Irish. No matter which, admit it, you care about Notre Dame football. And there is no better way to stay up with the Irish than tuning in Saturday mornings at 10 to Fighting Irish Preview. With me, Bill Houck, and America's foremost authority on Notre Dame football, Tim Priester of IrishIllustrated.com. Saturday mornings at 10, it's the 27th season of Fighting Irish Preview on Fort Wayne Sports Station, 1380 The Fan and 100.9 FM. This is the Fort Wayne High School Football Game of the Week, only on 1380 The Fan and 100.9 FM. Stuck with the coach, Anna Griffith. I am Brett Rump here at Carroll. It's another Friday night where I have to look at my date <laughs> with a goatee. That's right. It is second down and a long nine for the Saints, who trail oh. it 20-6. to six. Here's a sweet play to the left, and... He got collared up high by Lentz and then stumbled forward out to the 44 after picking up about four yards. It'll set up a manageable third down, long five for Bishop Dwenger. I thought that was uh, a face mask. Yeah, he got up near the neck, kind of between the shoulder pads and the helmet, kind of gave a tug and threw the running back off balance, but he stumbled out and ended up gaining a good four yards. Drop back Springer looking to throw. Lobs it over the head of the defender on the far sideline, and it's incomplete. Too far in front of his intended target, and that's going to bring up now a fourth down, and now you do have some decisions if you're Jason Garrett. He tried to get that to Trent Tipman, who was running a little out route against the linebacker, and Tipman actually did beat him to the spot, but the throw... Over the shoulder of Tipman was just too far in front. And now on fourth down, it is a punting situation for the Bishop Dwanger Saints. They'll bring out punter Braden Aguirre. But remember, they've already faked one, although they weren't successful. 
and a timeout. So apparently, Carroll, nope, is it Carroll or no, Dwinger took the timeout. Yeah. 11 18 to play in the football game, a 20 to 6 Carroll lead. And before we have this fourth down, we've got a timeout on the field. You're listening to High School Football on 1380 The Fan and 100.9 FM. Hey, high school sports fans, Jim Cruzy at Cruzy Automotive Service is a big sports fan just like you and supports the high school football broadcast you're listening to right now. For service and maintenance on your vehicle, any brand, any model, contact Cruzy Automotive Service on Lima Road behind the Shell Gas Station. And don't forget to ask about the 1990 oil change special. That's Cruzy, K-R-U-S-E, Automotive Service on Lima Road, north of Wallen, south of Till, right behind the Shell Gas Station. Now back to the Fort Wayne High School Football Game of the Week. Only on 1380 The Fan and 100.9 FM. Winger changes their mind. They line up to go for it on fourth down and six from their own 44. But a false start is going to march it back five yards. <laughs> and now they will have to punt. Because now it's fourth down and 11, and the ball goes back to their own 39. Yeah, all that. They take a timeout and come out and have a false start. Two penalties have been really big against Dwanger. That one, which cost them a chance to go for it, keep this possession. But also they had a penalty to start the second half that gave Carroll a first down, and eventually Carroll went the length of the field and scored a touchdown to open up a two-score lead. It's now 20-6. to six. Here's the punt under pressure. The kick away, taken at the 36-yard line by Hafner. He crosses the 40 and puts the pads down to get it out to the 43-yard line. So about a seven-yard return of the kick. The, uh, the punt, only 25 yards, so not a deep kick and good field position for the Carroll Chargers, leading at 20-6 to with 11.04 to play. Carroll starts at their own 43-yard line, first and 10. From the right hash, two receivers light up wide to the left, and a couple of receivers bunch short side to the right. Starks the back behind the shoulder of Jimmy Sullivan. The junior quarterback will drop and look to throw. Here comes pressure. Sullivan rolls to the right and then throws near sideline. And it is caught by Hafner, hugging the sideline for a short game. A gain of about two out to the 45. Second down and eight, but it avoids the sack and avoids... A uh, no-gain play by making that catch in tight quarters right in front of his own bench. Sullivan hands it. Starks up the middle. Nice hole. He's across the 50 and then stacked up at the 49 of Bishop Dwinger. That's going to be a six-yard gain right up the middle by Nate Starks. Not a big back. You know, Starks is one of those guys that looks like he's better in space. 5'8", 160 pounds, a junior running back. And when you see him down on the field, he looks every bit that small. He's not a big guy. Not a big guy. 
Well, they bring in their special formation with Steely going to get the snap here. Yeah, he'll have three backs in the backfield with him and an extra tight end, and Steely, a keeper, runs it right up the middle, and Steely just powers inside the Saints 45 to the 44. Five yards for Steely, and he'll move the chains with a first down for the Carroll Chargers. Well, Steely hasn't run it a lot. That's only his ninth carry of the year. And it generally doesn't go for more than two or three yards because he just gets what you need to get a first down. First and ten from the 44. Starks through the hole. He's wrapped up. And that's Lewis Morris, a 6'1", 230-pound sophomore nose tackle that made the play for Bishop Winger. And he stuffed him, really, for not much game, maybe a half yard just inside the 44. And again up front, they're just not doing a very good job of blocking consistently. Sullivan will drop. The blitz will come, and he'll throw it calmly to the near sideline where Hafner makes the catch. Down the sideline, finally knocked out of bounds inside the 30 to the 29-yard line, a 15-yard game. But there is a flag out in the middle of the field in the Bishop Dwanger secondary. Yeah, I don't know if this is going to be a holding against Dwanger. Yeah, it seems to be a defensive area where you're either going to get a hold or contact something. And, uh, I guess the official looked over at the far sideline and at Dwanger's side waved his arms like it was declined, but... Yeah, I guess it would be. It's illegal contact, so it is declined. The play stands, and it's first and 10 for Carroll at the 29-yard line. 9.35 to play, and a 20-6 Carroll lead. Shotgun for Sullivan for the right. Hash trips to the left, drops back, throws to the right. Comeback route. It is caught and Hafner immediately hit and knocked out of bounds by Max Carey, who's got that man-to-man assignment on Hanson Hafner. That's a tough assignment because he's so dangerous beating you over the top. So you drop back and then he comes back and makes a catch like that for a nine-yard gain out of bounds at the 20-yard line. Plus you get the one-on-one matchup sometimes here. Here you don't. Shotgun from the right hash. And a quick throw again at Tafner with that cushion against Carey. He makes the catch inside the 15, immediately taken down by Carey. But it is enough for a first down, a seven-yard gain to the 13-yard line. First and 10 for the Carroll Chargers as we go under nine minutes to play. Chargers already leading it 20-6. to six. Trip receivers left, ball on the right hash, drop back for Sullivan. He'll throw deep far corner, high hanger, and caught! What a catch by Aiden Van Pelt! Unbelievable grab, the ball hung in the air forever, and Van Pelt just kept running to it, finally catching up to it right inside the back pylon of the end zone, and a touchdown for Carroll. What a throw. I mean, he threw it up high to let him run under it, but he one-handed it. And he threw it from the right hash all the way to the left corner of the end zone. Just hung it up there and let him run to it. Now we got a flag in the Carroll backfield. And what do we have? They may be taking this off the board. 8.44 to play. Oh, my goodness. We have two fouls on the play. Personal foul, offense. Personal foul, defense. And they call two personal fouls. Now, we've already had two unsportsmanlikes earlier in the game. Now we have 
offsetting personal fouls, but it's replay the down. Oh, man. And that will take the touchdown off the board. That stings. What a beautiful play that doesn't mean anything now. I didn't even see the uh, unsportsmanlike on either side there. Shotgun snap Sullivan. First and 10 from the 13. He drops, he throws to the end zone on a post. It was in the hands of the receiver, and then the safety with a big hit knocked it away incomplete. That was a big hit. And that is going to drop the receiver to his knees at the goal line. Hafner. And see if he gets up or how quickly he gets up. That's one where... Doesn't It doesn't seem to be one of those hits where you're injured, but you worry about the concussion or you worry about getting the wind knocked out of you. Yeah, I think it was a big pop. I'm assuming it looks as if he maybe have got some wind knocked out of him. Well, the, the other thing is you're so exposed when you reach up for that ball and then they come in and hit you in the ribs. Beautifully thrown ball on a post route. From only 13 yards away and uh, got it perfectly timed to Hafner. He reached up, had the ball in his hands, and just as he went to bring it in to his body, he got smoked by the safety. So second down, 10 at the 13. Ball on the right hash, drop back. Solomon looking to throw. Here comes the pressure, and Solomon throws it to the feet of Starks. Looked like they were trying to set up a screen that just got completely blown up, and so they'll take the down, and it's now third and 10, still at the 13-yard line. Chargers leading it 20-6, to but they could make it a three-score game with just a field goal on this possession. Let's see if they come back to the same play that they threw the touchdown that got taken off the board trying to hit Van Pelt on the corner route again. Van Pelt, the slot to the left. Trip receivers left. There Drop back is. Sullivan looking, and they're going to go right back to it, to Van Pelt this time. He couldn't handle it. A little closer coverage, and Van Pelt didn't come down with it in that back left corner of the end zone. And that's going to bring up fourth down, and now Carroll's going to try to tack on three. Make this a three-score game with 8.30 remaining. How costly was that penalty now? You take off six, and you may have to settle for just three. Well, and let's see, because this will be an important three. Mm -hmm. It is going to be a 30-yard attempt for Victor Burrito. The set and the kick, and it's blocked. And now it's picked up by Bishop Dwinger, and they're on a sprint with nobody between him and the goal line. The 30, the 20, the 10, the 5. Touchdown, Saints. A blocked kick, and they just took it all the way to the other end for a touchdown. Now it's big, Shannon. Now it is very big that the touchdown was taken off the board. You got a 12-point swing, maybe a 13- or 14-point swing, depending on extra points, by having no touchdown at one end. And now a touchdown for Bishop Dwenger, and they've drawn to within a score. It is 20-12 to 12 with 8.16 remaining. That would have been a, uh, what, 80? Yeah, it's uh, it's got to be uh, about a 75. or uh, I, I think where he blocked it, 76. Yeah. 
77, 78. We're going to call it 75, so we're using round numbers. <laughs> Here's the left-footed kicker to try to add the extra point. The snap, the set, and the kick. And it is good. 8-16 remaining here at Carroll. It's a whole new ball game. A special teams play, blocking a field goal attempt and then taking it all the way for a touchdown. It's 20-13, to 13, a seven-point game. Carroll will take the kickoff next here on the high school football game of the week. 1380 The Fan and 100.9 FM. Are you ready to pack with power and precision? Packer Jack, your local packaging experts. From stretch wrap to banding, tapes to corner boards, and edge protection and PPE, we've got it all to ensure your shipments arrive safe and sound. We offer stretch wrap machines and battery-operated banders for ultimate efficiency and convenience. At Packer Jack, we take pride in delivering top-notch quality and exceptional service. Visit us today or online at PackerJack.com and experience the difference with the trusted packaging partner right here in the Tri-State area. Wrap it up with Packer Jack. PackerJack.com. 1380 The Fan and 100.9 FM. We're back to the field. The Fort Wayne High School Football Game of the Week. What a change of events. Almost a chance for Carroll to put this game out of reach, and instead we've got a seven-point game with 8-16 left. Bishop Dwinger to kick off 20-13 to after the blocked field goal try by Carroll and Dwinger. Takes it all the way the other way by Jackson Parrish, a 5'9", 150-pound sophomore with the big return. Now the kickoff is going to bounce uh, out of bounds, and that will they, give Carroll the ball out at the 35. Not what they wanted to do there. So first and 10 for Carroll. By the way, good news for Tin Caps fans. They have now extended their lead on a two-run home run by Carlos Luis. It's 10 caps, six, Dayton one. Dayton now batting, bottom of the seventh inning. Well, we talked earlier about some of the things that Bishop Dwanger really needed, and one of them was out of the special teams, finding a way to get a score. And they just did with that big block field goal attempt. And, man, I tell you, this Carroll team, in some respects, at times can't get out of their own way. So the Chargers will start first and 10 from their own 35-yard line. They'll place it on the right hash. Two receivers left, one receiver right. Single back Starks, and Starks gets the handoff. He'll try to bounce it to the left, but he's wrapped up and tackled by Nick Pelkington without getting anything. In fact, he lost two back to the 33-yard line. They're getting beaten, blown off the ball, and even their pullers can't even get around the penetration that Bishop Dwanger's getting. Second down, 12 from their own 33. Drop back, Sullivan looks to throw, does, far side. It is caught at the 39, and what a stick by O'Keefe. Immediately dropping Van Pelt for a gain of about six, but it's well short of the first down. Let's see, they don't give him a real good spot. They no, put it they at the 38. And Van Pelt looks a little shook up. He's hobbling his way over to the near sideline. He's going to come out of the game. Griffin Shealy is going to come in wearing number 13. Third down, seven to go. This is a big third down play from their own 38. Roll to the right, Sullivan looking. He will throw near side. Hafner goes and makes the catch out of the 49 for a first down. That was huge. 
Hafner bent the knees, cradled the ball right into his belly, and a beautiful throw by Sullivan on the move, rolling to his right. It's a first down, big one for Carroll. And the Saints couldn't come up with the third down stop. Plus it because it kept them in bounds. Under seven minutes left. Seven point lead. Here Starks with a hole. He breaks it out to the far side. Picks up a block. Now he stood up right at the marker. He ran right into it. Yeah, he ran into the back of his own guy who set the block and ended up being stopped at the 42. Had he not done that, he may have gotten even further. I thought he was gone. I I thought (laughs) thought there's one defender and he's being blocked, and instead Starks ran right into the back of the guy setting the block. So it's about a a nine-and-a-half-yard gain, second down really short. And they're going to go over the top, going for the home run ball to Hafner, and it's incomplete at the goal line. Hafner immediately looks at the official, thought he got held. (laughs) No flag on the play. And so it is now third down and about a foot to go, and I think Steely and company are going to come into the game. This is that power formation with Cam Lentz. Uh, You know, you bring the... The, the big guy, yeah. Well, you bring your linebackers. Basically, the backfield is your linebackers. Well, William Jeffries, he's lined up in the backfield. Steely's going to take the direct snap on this third down and about a foot to go. And Steely will run it behind his right guard. He's got plenty for the first down inside the Dwinger 40. They'll mark him down at about the 39. Yeah, they bring in that Eli Newhauser, who's a freshman, 6'2", 206 pounds, number 12. He's a good linebacker, too, for just a rookie. So first and 10, now we're under six minutes left. They're going to keep him in there. This is the best, that's maybe their best run formation. Yeah, they line up with the big guys in the backfield. Steely again lined up to take a direct snap. First and 10 from the 39 of Bishop Dwinger. And Steely's going to throw. Home run ball over the top looking for Van Pelt. That's be and Van Pelt got dragged down oh, yeah. as he went to make the catch. And it's a pass interference against Bishop Dwinger. Yeah, he tackled him. Yeah, he tackled him as he went to try to catch it. A pretty clear call that that was obvious pass interference. Now, remember, it's not a spot call in high school football. So even though they were going home run ball with Steely doing his best Jimmy Sullivan impersonation, it's going to come back and be marched off. 15 yards from the line of scrimmage. It will be a first down, and they'll take it to the 25 from the original line of scrimmage. Well, that serves two good purposes. Actually, it's the 24. Now they've got on tape that Steely will throw it from from there. From the 24, just inside the left hash, two receivers split each side. Starks to the back. Drop back Sullivan, looking, throwing, far sideline at the first down marker. It is caught on the out route, and that's 11 yards on a first and 10. First down, Van Pelt with the catch. And again, uh, so good on the timing of these routes where they, they run the defender deep and then stick a spike in the ground and come back and make the catch, and they know where they're at. That yeah. was just understanding where that first down stick was. First well, and 10 from the 14 or 13-yard line. Well, and you give Sullivan time to throw it, and you protect him. He's going to do that. 
Tight end lines up to the right. Roll to the right for Sullivan. Looking to throw. Does to the end zone. And Hefner with the catch. A tight window right at the pylon. And Hefner makes the catch. Touchdown, Carroll. What a dart thrown by Sullivan. Rolling to his right. An out route against man-to-man coverage by Hefner. And he caught the ball. Right at the pylon, stepping as he stepped out of bounds. And there wasn't a whole lot of room. That was pretty tight coverage by Max Carey. Big touchdown for Carroll. They're back in front, two scores, 26-13, to 5.28 to play. The extra point is blocked. Another block of a kick by the Bishop Dwinger Saints. And now you've got 5.28 left, a 26-13 Carroll lead over the Bishop Dwinger Saints. From the Gorsuch Athletic Complex, we will take a timeout. It's high school football on 1380 The Fan and 100.9 FM. Even though H&K Chevrolet is new to New Haven, they're hardly new to the business. Founding their first dealership in Continental, Ohio in 1960. H&K is pleased to make the New Haven location the third in the H&K family of dealerships. H&K has a large selection, competitive prices, outstanding customer service, and a transparent buying experience for your new Chevrolet or quality pre-owned vehicle. H&K Chevrolet honors GM employee and supplier pricing on all new Chevrolets. See the inventory online at hkfamilyauto.com. This is the Fort Wayne High School Football Game of the Week. Only on 1380 The Fan and 100.9 FM. After Bishop scored on a huge special teams play, blocking a field goal try and taking it for a touchdown, that made it a seven-point game. It's now back to a 13-point Carroll advantage. The Chargers, a 65-yard drive. And now the kickoff. With five and a half minutes left, the kick goes into the end zone, and it will be a touchback. Well, not only are the tin caps up six to one now in the top of the eighth inning, but the West Michigan Whitecaps also won earlier tonight. So the tin caps need a victory to keep their half game lead, and it is going down to the wire in the Midwest League second half for the Eastern Division Championship and playoff spot. And, of course, that game coverage can be heard at 1380thefan.com. 2014 for New Haven. Saints line up, quick throw, short, and caught. And uh, (laughs) they set that quick. Sorry about that. Yeah, it uh, just a short completion. Second down. So it will be a five-yard, six-yard gain out to the 26, second down and four for the Saints. It's on the left hash, and they'll put three receivers on the short side to the left. Drop back, looking. They try to set up a little crosser, and it's intercepted. Lentz, now he's free. 20, 15, sprint to the far pylon. 10, 5, touchdown, Cam Lentz. Interception return. Chargers go up 32 to 13. Hamlin's the senior linebacker with a pick six on homecoming night when he's part of the homecoming court. <laughs> Have a night, Hamlin's. 
Now Bishop Dwanger just forced into having to try to make something happen in that drive, and unfortunately it happened for the Carroll Chargers. Extra point try. On is the uh, kicker, Burrito, and he will drill it through this time. 33-13. to 13. The Carroll Chargers now leading it over the Bishop Winger Saints. You're listening to High School Football. It's being presented on 1380 The Fan and 100.9 FM. The Fort Wayne Comets are proud to be sponsors of high school sports in the area. The Comets are celebrating their 72nd anniversary season and understand the importance of high school sports, not only for the school's student body, but for the culture of each school. The Comets encourage everyone to support their school's sporting events and all extracurricular activities. Good luck to all of our student-athletes on the field and, most importantly, in the classroom. Now back to the Fort Wayne High School Football Game of the Week. Only on 1380 The Fan at 100.9 FM. What was a 20-13 game just moments ago is now 33-13 with 446 left as the Carroll Chargers start to feel like they've maybe put this one in the victory column. Some of the fans starting to head for the exits. And I hope they're all heading to Pizza Hut. The Pine Valley Pizza Hut, that's where we're having our Indiana Physical Therapy post-game show coming up right after this game ends. Here's the kick, and it will drift into the end zone. And Dominic Dempsey forces the Bishop Wenger Saints to start this drive on their own 20-yard line. Big one next week as the Carroll Chargers will take a short road trip to Spooler Stadium in a game that many believe might decide the ultimate winner of the Summit Athletic Conference as the Carroll Chargers will take on the Snyder Panthers. Well, they've gotten a couple key critical plays here that's blown this open, but this was a much closer game than the score has led to believe at this point. Spreading out the formation, shotgun for Springer. He drops, looks, throws, lobs it down the right sideline, out midfield. It's incomplete. Too far out in front of Minix. The incomplete pass will make it second down and 10 for Bishop Wenger. Ball brought back to the 20-yard line, and the clock stops with 4.39 left. Carroll 33, Bishop Wenger 13. All the scores and highlights coming your way on the Indiana Physical Therapy postgame show live at the Pine Valley Pizza Hut next. And we'll even give you an update on Tin Caps baseball. Things look good tonight for the Tin Caps, although West Michigan did beat Great Lakes earlier tonight. Pump fake, roll to the right, Springer the throw, and it's a short throw into the right flat for almost no gain. He completed it to Lehrman, but I'm not sure he even gained a positive yard. Maybe one out to the 21. It's going to bring up a third down and nine for the Saints. No gain, third down. Four minutes, 31 seconds on the clock. And they do sit this just barely outside the 20, so it is basically a third down and 10. Drop back Springer, pump fake, rolls to the right, looking to buy some time, and finally throws it short. 
near the far sideline, and it's incomplete. Don't think the receiver was even ready for it. It was, yeah, that wasn't. It was a uh, missile right into the belly of the short receiver who had run out of space over on that far sideline. Incomplete, fourth down and ten. I think you're right. Missile was an accurate description. <laughs> and now it's uh, it's the ball game here. If there's any hope for Bishop Twanger. 33-13, we've got 424 left. Fourth down and 10 from the 20. They need to cross the 30 for the first down, and we've got a whistle just ahead of the snap. And delay game. Wow. Delay game on the offense. That's a big five yards already facing a fourth and ten, and now the Saints will face fourth and 15. I wonder if he's just going to kick it here. He'll drop, and he will look to throw it. He scrambles. Here comes pressure, and he takes a sack at the 14-yard line. Springer is sacked, and that's going to turn it over on downs to the Carroll Chargers already in the red zone at the Bishop Dwanger 14-yard line. 4-17 remains, and the Chargers up by 20. Have put this one into the victory column. Chargers will improve to 3-1, and 2-0 in the SAC. Meanwhile, for the Bishop Wenger Saints, they'll fall to one and three. One and one in conference play. Sullivan in the gun. And they'll go empty backfield. Interesting with a 20-point lead, 417 left. Now they put Starks at the tailback position. Rolling to the right. He's looking to throw a throwback, and now a second pass. They'll throw the pass inside the five, that and it's caught. That was Cade Nabs that threw it. Nabs, <laughs> a tackle eligible. Trying to figure out the number because it didn't look like anybody we had on our game board. That's why. <laughs> we did not have Cade Nabs listed as a tight end or a quarterback. Uh, so they run a trick play to let Caden Abs throw a pass, and he threw a dart. He did. And it was caught at the five-yard line for a first down. Yeah, he's just a frustrated quarterback. Well, second down tackle. at about a half yard. It's a nine-yard gain. Roll to the right, Sullivan. He's going to look to add more. Throws in the end zone and lo going low and smiting, attempting the catch. His bad pelt. It's incomplete, and it's going to bring up a third down and about a foot to go with the ball near the five-yard line. I'm not quite sure why they're, I mean, I get the, you know, the trickery and things of that magnitude, but why throw it there? Yeah. You're up 33-13, 3.55 left, just, you this know. Game's, this game's basically over. Yeah. If you just run it and burn a minute or two, taking it into the end zone. Well, here's the full house backfield. And it's Steely with the run up the middle. Steely pounding, looking for the end zone. Touchdown, Steely. Brayton Steely says, let's forget all these foolish games. Let's just take it and physically push it into the end zone from five yards out. And the Chargers now a point away from making it a 40-13 game. 
What a response after that blocked field goal. And a return for the touchdown made it 20-13. to Here's the extra point, and it is... Looks good, but there's no signal, and we may have had a whistle blowing the play dead before it started. Still waiting on a signal from the referee on this extra point. Dead ball, encroachment on the defense. That penalty is declined. Well, they declined the penalty, but there's still not been an extra point kicked because they blew the play dead on the encroachment. So we'll have to get the extra point here. It's down, it's up, and plenty of leg, and it's good. Burrito adds the extra point. With 3.49 left, it is Carroll 40 and Bishop Dwinger 13. Big-time response by the Chargers. And in some ways, you kind of feel like running the ball in with power football, already leading it by 20 in the last five minutes of the game. Probably the way you'd like to see Carroll do it. Well, right. I mean, in that instance, you got to be able to stop them. You know, it's no trickery, no nothing. You know, they're going to run the football, and they give it to Steele, and he does what he does. Coach Garrett just called up his Bishop Dwinger Saints and probably telling them not to be... Don't lose your cool here. Yeah, don't lose your cool here because you don't want to be out for next week. He's probably not all too happy with some of the trickery that that was ran there. And then, of course, throwing it on second down up as much as they were. But it will stop them. Steely's within their framework, and they did what they just did and ran it right up the middle to put a score on the game. Some coaches would say the defense doesn't call my plays when I have the football. Well, that's true. You know, you can hope that they just run it, but... If your offense is built on passing and uh, you believe that you need a score in that situation, here's the kick, and it is a high kick and deep three yards into the end zone. Caught by Minix, but they'll have to uh, bring it out to the 20. So it is now a 40-13 game with 3.49 still to play. Bishop Dwager will send their offense out. And you wonder at this point, how much does Bishop Dwinger, you know, really, they, they, they're just not set up as a big strike offense, no. you know, they're no, they ball just, control type offense. Right. And, you know, I think that's the thing is that they've got to win with the running game and hard play action passes and throw it up to Carter Minix, And that's not tonight. This was anybody's game about oh, yeah. four minutes ago. Absolutely. And they do go to the power formation. Give it to the tailback. No running room. Tried to follow the left side of his line, and he was stopped. No game. Just taking a look, and it is a couple of new numbers in there for the Carroll Chargers. They've rotated a couple of players into this defense. C-33 at linebacker for Carroll. That's Dejon Green, 5'850 pound. Youngin. Backup. Yeah, backup uh, linebacker. Looks like 32. Jaden Berry is getting a chance on the field. One guy who's not out of the game is Braden Steely. No. 
New Haven has a 35-21 lead at the end of three, so they're into the fourth quarter. That was about ten minutes ago, so that turned out to be a halfway decent ball game. Shootout in Leo. Of course, we'll have all the final scores coming up on the H&K Chevrolet High School Scoreboard, part of the Indiana Physical Therapy postgame show live at the Pine Valley Pizza Hut tonight. Whether you're looking to grab a pizza, maybe some wings or pasta. That sounds good. Maybe even the salad bar. Come on out, see us after the game at the Pine Valley Pizza Hut. Adam Lundy and I will be there up until 11 o'clock. Hand off to the tailback. Saints still pounding it on the ground, and there's good hard running across the 25, and he refused to be tackled until they got to about the 27. A seven-yard gain. I think that might have been Trent Tipman. And uh, checking some of the numbers. There are some backups in the game now. It's third down and about three to go. Just outside the 27, give to the fullback right up the middle, and he is met as he crosses the 30 and falls forward to the 31, a first down. Nice power run right up the gut. Ran right up the center's backside and made it for about three and a half, four yards for first down yardage with 220 remaining. Well, and really, this drive, just about something to take a little something positive in the next week's game. I'm not understanding why they stopped the clock here. Move the chains. and Yeah, they wind it. Okay. Yeah, they had to move the chains. Once they got the chain set, the clock resets, and it's running with 2.15 left. First and 10 Saints from the right hash, and they go play action. Springer chasing the pocket, rolls to his right, and throws it incomplete on the far sideline. Looked like he just kind of threw it away. It went into no man's land over there on the right sideline. 2.04 left, clock stops. Carroll 40, Bishop Dwanger 13. They're into the ninth in Dayton. Hand off to the running back. Follows the left guard. And this is Trent Tipman out to the 33, maybe the 34. We'll call it the 33. That's a gain of a couple. Well, Carroll's going to have another week to get better, especially in their offensive line and their run game because they're going to have to find ways against Snyder to run it some because they're going to face a very stout, Snyder defense. They shut out Southside tonight, I believe, or it was 35 to nothing. Under a minute and a half left, and a third down and eight for the Bishop Dwinger Saints. Full house backfield. And a give to the tailback. Tipman with the run. Hit at about the 38. Spins forward to the 39. He's about two yards shy of the first down marker. The clock will go under a minute to play on a fourth down and two. Well, the play clock and the game clock, if they run this fourth down play, there'll be about 30 seconds left when they snap it. Winger does have a timeout remaining. They'll line up at the line of scrimmage, play clock down to 10. 
There's the snap and the give to the tailback, bringing it off the left side of the line and very close. Dropped at about the 41, which was the yard to gain, and that is going to be very, very close. But you know what? Close at this point in the game is a first down. <laughs> I was going to say. <laughs> Send it. Yeah. We'll give you one more play. First and 10 at their own 41 for the Saints. We're under 30 seconds left. Carroll improving to 3-1 and one with their third straight victory after an opening loss. Pitch play to the left. Cuts up at the 40 and knocked down near the 42. Trent Tipman with a gain of maybe one on the final play of the game down to the last eight seconds and it's ticking away. That'll be it on homecoming night here at Carroll. The Chargers delight their home faithful and defeat the Bishop Dwinger Saints 40 to 13. Podcasts by Federated Media.